0: The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio
1: Network. Thank you for being here. 888-900-3393. It is Pat Unleashed. Got some freedom of speech issues uh, to discuss. Uh, I I think it's a little nerve-wracking when even Matt Drudge is sounding a warning siren over a policy of, of the president's. Uh, Matt Drudge, pretty supportive of Donald Trump for at least the last three years. I mean, he, he was maybe the earliest jumping on the Trump bandwagon. Uh, but... He's concerned because he's a journalist. And uh, I think a lot of people can see the warning signs here of the president tweeting out, the fake news is working overtime. Just reported that despite the tremendous success we're having with the economy and all things else, 91% of network news about me is negative. Fake. (laughs) Parenthetically after negative, he writes fake. Is there an exclamation
2: mark after fake? No. Oh, really? Huh.
1: Uh, why do we work so hard in working with the media when it is corrupt? Take away credentials? No. Uh, you should not do that. You should not take away credentials. And just because uh, coverage is negative doesn't mean it's fake. It might be. Or just... And it's... Even if it's not accurate it's still not necessarily fake. It's somebody's opinion, right? I, I mean, if, if you take a story and you spin it with your opinion, that doesn't, that doesn't mean you're, you're making stuff up. It just means that's your opinion. But he's so sensitive about stuff that he, he, he can't stand people saying things about him that he doesn't like, and so he wants to put a stop to it, and that's where the pulling credentials thing is coming from. No, you can't do that. You know, between the libel law, which was inspired by the same stuff, the credentials thing and the fake news, this is a really scary time to be a journalist. It's a scary time for the First Amendment. So Matt Drudge wrote, I fear the future result of Trump's crusade on fake news will be licensing of all reporters. Dems already floated this in the Senate pre-Trump. The mop-up on this issue is going to be excruciating and he also brought up a really important point whatever trump starts down this road his successor just might pick it up and finish it yeah and his successor might not be a republican that we all love and admire a conservative in any way he might be a progressive he might he might be somebody who would love to shut down any criticism and it might be talk radio that goes away it might they might bring back the the uh Fairness doctrine, which mandates that you have to have an equal number of liberals to conservatives. Well, please, there's not a station in the country that would survive that. No, no, nobody wants to hear, uh, as it used to be in the 80s a conservative on morning on the morning show, and then a liberal in the midday show, and then another liberal in the afternoon, and then a conservative at night.
2: Well, yeah, and that would require labeling people, Pat.
1: And it's also terrible radio. Sure, Terrible is. radio. It would be like uh, for a music station. We're going to be top 40 in the morning. We're going to be um, all standards in the middays. We're going to play country in the afternoon. And then we're going to do some polka at night. You, you can't do that. You can't do that. It, it just doesn't work, and it would it would destroy the radio station. So uh, this is a really a really bad road to be traveling down. It's got to stop. And supporters of this president have to let him know: No, don't you, you can't start credentialing or pulling the credentials of journalists. We can't license and register them. There'd be so many people that would if if you. If you force this issue, it's going to shut down the Internet. Because you're not a journalist, so you can't be saying these things. Uh, journalism is a defined profession. And if you're just sitting at home writing your own opinion on a blog or a Facebook page, uh, we can't allow that because you're not licensed. And you might be putting out fake news. It's super dangerous. I mean, really, really uh, it could end the First Amendment. And so you got Democrats trying to cover themselves and do a preemptive strike and come up with some sort of definition of journalism. Well, if you do that, you're going to exclude it an awful lot of people. You can't define journalists and journalism. You just leave it alone and let the First Amendment work. The First Amendment is all we need. The Constitution is all we need. We've already got all the law we need when the First Amendment states in the relevant section, Congress shall make no law abridging the freedom of speech or of the press. Period. That's it. Already there, already covered, leave it alone. But they won't. <laughs> because that's the way it goes now. He just won't. Uh, interestingly, George Will has an uh, uh, opinion piece out. George Will is not a huge uh, Trump fan. And I'm sure the president would like to silence George Will. He's got a new com in his new column, though. He's going after Mike Pence. In a big way. Calls him the worst person in government. Mike Pence? In his new piece for the Washington Post, Will says the vice president reflects everything that's wrong with the Republican Party as the country gets closer and closer to the midterm elections. The reason, according to Will, is that Pence's antics represent how the GOP's platform has become all about servility to Trump. I think that's true. I think it has. Here's, uh, in part, what George Will wrote in George Will, in that standard George Will way. Donald Trump, with his feral cunning, knew the oleagonist, Mike Pence. The what? Oh, yeah. The oleagonist. Oh, you
2: know this. That was like a word of the day about a week ago.
1: The oleagonist, Mike Pence, <laughs> with his talent for toadyism and appetite for obsequiousness. Mm-hmm. That was a few weeks ago on that one. <laughs> uh, if I had a dollar for every time I've used oleaginous and obsequ- uh, obsequiousness in the same sentence, I'd go, well, I'd have a dollar because I, I, that's a, that was the first time. Oh,
2: well, you ever. know, you'd have two dollars, one for each.
1: Relato- right. right. That's right. <laughs> so the... Uh, sentence again, the oleaginous Mike Pence, with his talent for toadyism and appetite for obsequiousness. Sure. Could, Trump knew, become America's most repulsive public figure? And Pence, who has reached this pinnacle by dethroning his benefactor, is augmenting the public stock of useful knowledge. Because his is the authentic voice of today's lick-spittle Republican Party. Oh, boy. He clarify he clarifies this year's election. Vote Republican to ratify groveling as governor. Uh, it, it's good if if I know what he meant. It, <laughs> I, I think it would be good if it was in English. I, I think I'm not right. sure, but yeah, if if you have to keep <laughs> a dictionary a close there. by when you're reading an op ed, you might yeah. want to edit that op ed. I mean, this guy's I mean, amazing the, though. We're not. He's, he's got a vocabulary.
2: Yeah, we're not there anymore, George Will, as no. a society or speaking for myself.
1: No, we are not.
2: So maybe we use smaller words next time to make a point.
1: How bad is that we're asking George <laughs> Will to dumb down his article so we can understand him? George, <laughs> please let us in on this. We don't we don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I know Mike Pence is bad. I can't figure out why. Yeah. Because it wasn't in English. Yeah, as so. I'm reading
2: your op-ed, I want to nod my head in agreement with what you're saying, not because I'm trying to act like I know what you're saying.
1: Mm-hmm. 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 Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, great point. Yeah, I was just thinking about the obsequiousness. I, I really was, and uh, mm. st- talking to my wife uh, about the oleaginousness of this whole thing. Huh. And uh,
2: how about the lickspittle? <laughs> I mean, that sounds dirty,
1: right there. I have never heard the word lickspittle. I don't know what the heck that is. Really I have no idea what that means. Sounds like
2: we need to. Take that word to Urban Dictionary, but I digress.
1: (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up right now. Oh
2: boy, this could be a dangerous maneuver here. Okay, do Uh, Urban Dictionary though.
1: The definition of lickspittle: a person who behaves obsequiously to those in power. Wait, so he
2: repeated? (laughs) So he he
1: used obsequiously and lickspittle, which
2: had a thesaurus going on, mean basically the same thing. (laughs) Okay, because Urban Dictionary. Uh huh. So anyway, you got any other stories for there to read?
1: What is the, uh, does the early, I mean, does the urban dictionary (laughs) have anything on it? Did you look at the urban dictionary?
2: Mm hmm. Uh, Just a slimy, oh, groveling and devious person who will do anything to get ahead in their life and career, including accepting an order from the boss to lick a. I'm not reading anymore.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, so it's a little bit different in (laughs) in urban speak. (laughs) Um, And oleaginous, rich in, covered with, or producing oil. Oily or greasy, or ex- exaggeratedly and distastefully complimentary, <clears throat> which I think is the better definition in this particular
2: case. Mm-hmm. Boy, look! Look so. at that though. Lickspittle's been getting some play. Look at look at this little chart here. Mm-hmm. This is how much it's been used in the in the last few years. And look at 2018. Boy, lickspittle's getting popular. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not weird. That's it's weird how that happens. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's like uh, contemporaneous another example of everybody was everybody was talking about uh uh comey's contemporaneous notes Mm -hmm. they were uh they 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 were vast and they were contemporaneous in their nature uh and then everybody picks up on it and starts doing so maybe george will will create a whole sensation with oleaginus and Lickspittle.
2: what was the uh what was the <clears throat> one? Gravitas. Remember that one? Gravitas. And, and, yeah, yeah when, yep. when they added Dick Cheney to the George Bush ticket? For Gravitas. Gravitas,
1: yeah. Yeah. And now that's kind of gone away. Nobody talks about Gravitas yeah, anymore. Yeah,
2: really dropped off.
1: <clears throat> so, <laughs> apparently nobody has Gravitas anymore. There's nobody in this administration with Gravitas? <clears throat> I, I would think uh, you could define General Kelly as a person with Gravitas. Yeah. He definitely had some Gravitas to the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, 888-933-93. Uh, we've got some great stuff, uh, to share with you today. Um, the American prisoners returned home and we have some, we have some video on that. Israel and, uh, Iran getting dangerously close to war. That's a frightening situation. Also, the top 10 technology predictions that were really bad. Technology predictions. Uh, We'll share that with you coming up. That sounds fun. And a guy who went to a city council meeting, and uh, it was on traffic congestion. He wrote a song, and he brought his guitar, and he sang and played his entire uh, opinion to the city council. And they just sat there and listened to it for, I don't know, four minutes or something. (laughs) (laughs) Got to share that with you. That's amazing. Um, Like many Americans, you probably have a gun at home for personal uh, protection. But have you ever considered practicing with it in your home, with your own firearm, in your own home? Probably not, unless you have iTarget Pro. iTarget Pro has revolutionized home firearm training. It uses your actual gun so you can become proficient with your firearm where you might have to actually use it in your home. It utilizes your smartphone and their proprietary, proprietary app, uh, which uses a laser in place of a bullet. So there's not... Bullets going through your walls, which is definitely a plus. And with the laser in the gun, you see exactly where the shots are landing on the target. So now you can practice home defense where it matters the most, right there in your home, testing out different angles and strategies and maximizing your tactical advantage. Plus, right now you'll save 10% when you use the offer code pad when you purchase the iTarget Pro system. Save money, save time. I mean, a lot of money, because then now you're not buying all that ammo. You, The only ammo you need is the ammo you're going to use when it actually comes time to shoot your gun. So save money, save time, take your skill to the next level, safely and effectively, in your own home. It's the letter I, then TargetPro.com, offer code PAT. ITargetPro.com You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at patunleashed And send him your thoughts using the hashtag TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network. 933-93, Nine hundred thirty-three it is Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, speaking of the licensing of journalists, the president just kind of tossed that out, removing the credentials of uh, some of the reporters to, I guess, cut down on the criticism of him. Really dangerous stuff. You just, you can't do that kind of stuff. And you, you got to have thicker skin than this. You, you know there's going to be criticism, and you know a Republican president is going to face a lot more criticism than he gets positive coverage. That's just it goes with the territory now because all the journalists, something like 90 some percent of the journalists, I think it's 93 percent, are liberals or identify with the Democrat Party. We had a, we had a study. It was 93 percent of the journalists that came from the Ivy League, I think. And seven percent of them were conservative.
2: Now wait, the ninety-three-seven stat I'm familiar with is ninety-three percent of journalists voted for Al Gore.
1: That I could mean, be too. That's I yeah. Mean, that that's, tells you everything
2: right there over yeah. over Bush.
1: And it's gotten worse mm-hmm. since two thousand. You know that. It, it's just it's just gotten more lopsided. So if you're a Republican president, you know you're going to face criticism. Just get used to it. It goes with the territory. Or ignore <laughs> it. Turn off the TV. Stop watching. Stop listening to people. 888-900-3393. Uh, Brian in Oklahoma, you're on the blaze. Hi.
3: Hey, Pat, how are you doing? Good. Glad you're feeling better, buddy. Thank you. Hey, um, no, I sort of support this, but not in the, you know, exact, like going out and getting a, a license per se. I, as a father and as a, you know, conservative, I need to know what is the story and what is opinion yes and and so what i'm getting on news these days is i get like 30 seconds of reporting of what happened today and then 20 minutes of pundits giving their opinion about it and what is happening is the news is becoming an opinion of what another person's opinion thought about this other person's opinion yes like i'm a dude disguised as a dude playing another dude you know Hmm. you don't know what after you listen to it for 20 minutes, you kind of lose track. Of I, I need to be able to send my kids down to the library, and they need to be able to open up an encyclopedia and do a book report and get factual information about the, the, the event that they're trying to, you know, formulate their own opinion on, mm-hmm. not have someone else's second, third generation opinion being regurgitated to them all day long in the news. I don't see... Editorials. we used to be able to open an article and it would say editorial right there at the top. And we knew that everything after that point was the person's opinion. Mm-hmm. These days, the news, what's being considered news, which a lot of times it's talk shows and opinion shows is being presented as news reporting. That is not news. That's not factual. I would like to be able to see on my TV that this portion of the show is the actual story reported, you know, and this part, <sighs> is my opinion about it. Yeah. Because the reporters are becoming the news. Yeah,
1: they are. You see
3: the problem with that?
1: Yes, it it is a problem. But it's a problem we're aware of now. And and it's kind of up to us to sort of uh, sort all of that out. And you just have to know when you turn on MSNBC, almost all of it's going to be opinion. And it's going to come from the left. When you turn on Fox News, there's going to be a good amount of opinion that's going to be right-leaning. Um, and when you're watching the CBS Evening News, it used to be that you're getting mostly just the reporting of the news. That's changed a lot now, too. And so I, I think it's incumbent... Appreciate the call, Brian. I, I think it's incumbent, incumbent on all of us to figure that out, to tell our children about that, to uh, educate our families into how to consume this stuff. Because... You can't just take everything that's told to you on television now as factual. 24-hour-a-day uh, cable news has changed all that. And the fact that all of these journalists uh, are left-leaning now has changed all of that. And the fact that Agenda overrides everything has changed all that. But you should be able to. Um, as you said, there used to be an editorial section in the, in the newspaper, and that's where you're going to see opinion. Well, now you'll see opinion right on the front page with the way they spin the stories. And you're right, that's it shouldn't be that way, but it is. And we just have to do our best to, to sort all of that out ourselves.
2: I mean, journalism schools themselves, if we're gonna talk about licensing journalists, I mean they're being taught by professors who have an ingrained leftist ideology. And these professors aren't teaching them AP style or, you know, the proper way to write a fact-based article they're indoctrinating them, like every major and every main university is teaching our, our kids. Um, but whenever I am confronted with, oh, you need a, you should have a license for this, oh, you should have to go to school for this, you know, my instant reaction internally as a parent who places the value of teaching my child, and I know you can absolutely relate to this, is I am so tired of hearing in so many areas of my life, well, I mean, you don't have an education background. Oh, well, you didn't go to school to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, but I have my kids' best interest at heart, and and that's that's my focus. I I'm, mm-hmm. I don't like having to be licensed and having some authority tell me who to trust. It's just and maybe it's too libertarian of me, but I apply that in so many ways.
1: Anytime you get the government involved, uh, they're going to screw it up. So if you get the government involved in licensing journalists, there goes the First Amendment. They're going to screw it up. And teachers are a really good example of this. If you have to be a licensed teacher to teach your children, that eliminates homeschooling, which a lot of, you know, the public school system, the government would love. They'd love to eliminate homeschooling because then everybody has to be funneled into their little system where the propaganda invades our little minds. And they get to they get to fill them full of whatever left wing uh, nonsense they want. And think of that. You're asking
2: the government to license someone, whether it's a school, whether it's a college. There's still an arm, in many cases, of the government to some extent or another. You're asking the government to license certain individuals who then have the right to report on the government? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the danger that we get in with our health insurance and health coverage. Oh, well, I mean, we have opened the door to the government to tell us what we can and can't have done to us for our health. And it's just going to lead to... Our diet, what is allowed there? What kind of medications are you allowed? I mean, this is such a slippery slope whenever you open the door to the government. And that's what's made America different all of these years is the fact that we don't lean on the government for things like freedom of speech, for freedom to choose our health insurance, health carrier. I just, I mean, this is, I can't even see why this is even considered. by There's
1: a, there's a lot of libertarians who think even doctors and dentists shouldn't be licensed. Miss, if you have a bad doctor, let the free market work it out. If you go to a doctor and he's terrible, uh, you're not going to go back. And you're going to tell your friends, and then that guy's not going to have any patients. I mean, I, I don't know that I want to go that far because we've gone down this road way too way too, mm-hmm. way too far now mm-hmm. to go back and say, well, we're not going to license doctors anymore. But in in true libertarian ideology, the government wouldn't be lo- licensing virtually anybody. You just let the free market work everything out. What's wrong with that? I would much rather err on that side than the
2: government licensing every corner of our life side.
1: And you can't make the argument, and I have, that there's certain things where the government does belong, like public safety. It it is is one of the jobs of the government to keep the public safe. And that's where licensing of physicians kind of enters in. So you get less people with malpractice uh, killing other people. (laughs) So there might be some professions where it's appropriate, but I mean, you've got the government licensing hairdressers. Why? Why? Uh, Who cares? If they're bad hairdressers, they'll go out of business. Let the market decide. How tough is it? it? It's just not, it's not difficult. But when you start, so when you start getting into the licensing of journalists who decides who's a journalist and who's not? Who decides who receives the license and who doesn't? What if, what if I want to put something up on the internet and I'm not a licensed journalist and I'm making certain claims that I believe to be true? Am I going to be completely shut down and disallowed from making statements? It will crush the internet. It, it really would. It would. It would take away blogging and Facebooking and Maybe even Twitter, because you don't have a license. You can't make that claim. You can't do that story. Who are you? I mean, do we seriously dangerous territory? Need man? a license
2: to express our First Amendment rights? No, so we don't. that.
1: Yeah, it's it's really dangerous territory. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More pack grand Leashed coming up.
0: Lays Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray. On the Blaze Radio Network,
1: triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. So, uh, the LDS Church has parted ways with the Boy Scouts. Now, we didn't get to this yesterday, uh, but it's interesting. This has been coming for a while. Uh, the church announced in November that that the older group of boys, fourteen to eighteen, was already going to pull out, and then now it's completely done. Uh, so, it's not unexpected. Uh, but I'm sure er, there's going to be a lot of pushback because how dare you? How dare you pull 20 percent of the membership of the Boy Scouts out of the Boy Scouts? But the Boy Scouts has changed. That's an organization that uh, they made the, made their bed. Now they get to they get to lay in it or lie in it. Um, <laughs> from from doing the whole is homosexual leaders are okay to homosexual kids are okay at these camp i mean they're camping out and uh there's just people uncomfortable with that and there are church organizations uncomfortable with that and you can't change that not everybody is going to feel the same way about that and you can't you can't force it we still have the freedom of religion and religious belief. And if you're going to take that away, well, then, there, again, there goes the First Amendment amendment on that score as well. And then it got to the point where, okay, now the, now the Boy Scouts have said they're going to allow girls. Well, wait, it's, uh, the name of the organization again is what? Isn't it Boy Scouts? <laughs> what do you mean you're going to allow girls? That's what the Girl Scouts are for. Boy Scouts are for boys. Girl Scouts are for girls. So now on campouts and uh, all the outings and events, you're going to have mingling boys and girls too? Okay, well, I mean, you've really changed the very essence of scouting now, haven't you? Um, In 2015, the Scouts opted to permit openly gay troop leaders. Uh, The church... Vocally opposed gay marriage like many other religions and responded by noting that the church was deeply troubled by the move. So that was kind of where the I, I think the initial rumblings began of, yeah, you know, OK, maybe maybe we can't be a part of this anymore. And, of course, then the the announcement that the Boy Scouts will also admit girls. Uh, I mean, it's changed completely in the in the in a hundred years. It's, it's not the same organization.
2: I'm I'm grateful that there are entities like the LDS Church taking a stand in the face of this kind too. of political correctness because it's like if you don't agree that boys and girls are exactly the same, men and women are absolutely the same on all fronts in every sort of way, and yeah, somehow you're some yeah. hater who doesn't... Un- no. Screw you. I understand biology. I understand mm. that boys and girls are different, and I'm going to raise them as such, and you can deal with the fallout later as my kids are going to have to inherit the world that you're creating for them.
1: Ugh. Yeah, and... And the fact that the Boy Scouts have caved in to all of this pressure, I mean yeah. that's that's their deal. Yeah. You you made those decisions. So now you gotta live with it. And it's so
2: rare that a group, in this case for this story, the LDS Church, yeah, is standing up to something like this this political correctness run amok. And so thanks.
1: I mean, I was never scouting type anyway. First of all, I'm I, I'm not excited about campouts. Nope. Uh, I'd rather sleep in my bed. Thanks. Thank
2: you. Mm-hmm. Climate controlled. Absolutely. I
1: get up and take a shower in my shower. Uh, you I, like hot water? I like hot water. You like flushing toilets? I do. Wow. Very much. Very okay. much. I really hate outhouses, mm-hmm. and uh, I really hate community bathrooms where mm-hmm. they're filthy and s- smell like you know what. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I was never the big... And tying knots really bored me. Right. So... Yes, yes.
2: All of this... You, I mean, it's like I'm speaking <laughs> right now. Like, I do not go on campouts with Ezra. He's not a part of the uh, Boy Scouts anymore. Yeah. Err, Scouts. Um, he's in uh, Trail Life, which is what the Boy Scouts were 100 years ago. Um, you know, it's where boys oh, are there's, boys. There's
1: Trail Life is a different organization that's kind of a competitor right, to Right. The Boy Scouts. And, like,
2: the girls are mm. American Heritage girls. <clears> that is the, the, the counter to the Girl Scouts, which has become, you know, a... a an arm of the hmm. uh of planned parenthood quite frankly so anyhow um i'm with you man i, I don't want to smell like the outdoors <laughs> yeah uh, I, I i like being clean mm-hmm. um i like mattresses yeah i do too and sleeping on them mm-hmm. so uh
1: my um my son who's now 20 uh when we were in connecticut and he was still in scouting and he was, In fact, both my boys got up, I think, all the way to life. So they were were very close to Eagles. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, they got to be 16, 17. They didn't care anymore. They didn't want to do it. And I nudged them uh, maybe not as hard as I could have because I understood Mm -hmm. that they're growing up. And now you're more interested in girls and other sports and all of those things and tying knots and doing merit badges just yeah, it's not for me.
2: See, let me tell you how bad of a parent I am, Pat. It's like but, I don't even want to show up at the meetings to pick him up without getting out of my vehicle. Because if I do, I'm going to be accosted by some leader who wants me to be a volunteer in some sort of outdoorsy uh-huh. type thing. No. Yeah. No. 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 I'm sorry. I'm going to Arby's and I'm going to order food. I'm not going to slay it and then cook it over a fire that I just built. No.
1: And the last outdoorsy thing I went to with my son, who's now 20, he was at the time 13, I think, 14. And it was uh, a camp out overnight in uh, the wilderness of Connecticut, 10 below zero outside (laughs) with about a foot and a half to two feet of snow. (laughs) And believe me, that was not fun. And I don't understand why, what good does that do when it's 10 below zero and you're just trying to survive the night?
2: You didn't do this, did you?
1: Uh, I I took him to it. Oh, okay. And then I said, you know what? Get out. See you later. I'll see you in the morning.
2: Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I'm at the hotel down here, the Motel Six. If you need me, yeah. Just call myself. We'll
1: see you in the morning. <laughs> bye bye now. That's the dad I am. <laughs> I mean, look, it's pathetic, yeah. but I, I'm sorry. I wasn't going to camp out in ten below zero. Now that teaches some survival skills. What, what? You know, you know how many times I've had to camp out in ten below zero uh, in my lifetime? Zero. No, no times at all.
2: Did you carry the one?
1: I did. I carried the one, uh, and it still turned out to, wait, let me, zero. It was zero. It was still no times have I ever had to camp out in 10 below zero. Like,
2: so I'm a believer that the world's going to cave in on itself, and we're not going to have electricity or the internet or any creature comforts that we enjoy. But you know, what? I'm just going to worry about that when it gets here. <laughs> I'm not going to prepare. I'm
1: not going to prepare. Yeah, well, there might be some scouting that would have come. You might be have to. Right. You maybe have to someday uh, tie a slip knot. I don't know. You know what? But I'm not going to be able to. You, so you can call your kid. I can call I'll my boy. Can you tie a slip knot yes. for me? Thank you. Get over here, Ezra. Scouting came in handy. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Stephen, Missouri. You're on the blaze. Hi. Hi. Hey, how's it going? Good.
4: Uh, like I was telling your screener, you know, I heard that the the girls were wanting to experience the outdoor stuff, which I guess mm-hmm. the Girl Scouts don't do. Well, instead of just destroying the Boy Scouts like they're doing, why didn't they just say, "Well, we'll send some of our experienced leaders over to you." and teach you all how to do this stuff, and you can start doing it on your own instead of us letting girls into the Boy Scouts. Yeah. You know... Uh,
1: I mean, there was, a, there was a lot of things you could do rather than just cave and say, okay, girl, girls can be Boy Scouts now. Uh, yeah. Can boys well, be Girl Scouts? I don't think so. Have they opened that up? I wonder if they until, can. until
4: uh, yeah. they have a camp out. Uh and some of the kids get to messing around with each other wait there's gonna be a lawsuit there
1: absolutely and you don't think i mean is that impossible to happen no you know it's gonna happen of course it's gonna happen appreciate the call thanks steve and it's gonna happen more than once and again so you've bit off all of this all of this to eat and now you got to chew it you can't chew it you're not gonna be able to And it's gonna be spilling all over the place and making a huge mess
2: are you describing Jeffy's segment? Or are you describing something else? I couldn't quite follow. Sorry.
1: Uh, could we, it could really work as both.
2: Covers multiple places yeah.
1: mm-hmm. okay, Very well. Just checking. So, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate that the Scouts, every step of the way, decided to cave in to all the pressure that they were getting. Um, because the Girl Scouts don't have to become Boy Scouts. They could have added a camping element. That's uh, not the responsibility of the Boy Scouts to fix that for the Girl Scouts. Add a camping element, then, if the girls want want to go camping, want to go outdoors and enjoy some of those things. I mean, there are things, and 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 there, I know there are a, a millions of people who enjoy the Boy Scouts and like to go to the wilderness. What's that campground? That huge wilderness that uh, you go to, Here like in every Texas? four years? No, oh, it's in, oh, jamboree. Yeah, uh, there's something in New Mexico. Oh, that's that um, is yeah. uh, a huge, huge deal. Yeah,
2: I, I got gotcha. you. And you a prepare mountain. for that. Yeah, a um, mountain and stuff. Yeah, and and I know Phil people
1: Mont. love it. Phil, yeah, Philmont. I think so. Yes, yeah. and they really enjoy it. And they learn from it. And that that's great. Um, but when you've also caved in every step of the way to completely, fundamentally change your organization and become something that you weren't set up to be, well, now you've gone way too far. So it'll be interesting to see. And I I, I wish the Boy Scouts the best. I I hope they do well. But uh, they've lost 400,000 members now because of the uh, choices that they made. Yep. 888-900-3393. Speaking of Jeffy, as we were a few minutes ago, he originally said that he he had some business he's taking care of today. Um, is he? No, I just uh, I just found out where he actually is. Hundreds of sex enthusiasts are set to descend on Las Vegas in a bid to break the record for the world's biggest ever orgy. Oh, he got the last minute flight. That's a family obligation today. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. Want to get yeah. away?
2: <laughs> he took a. <laughs> he heard that ding this morning, and he got on a plane.
1: More than a. Th- 1000 people are expected to join in the monumental event in the city uh, uh in Las Vegas, Nevada next oh it's not until next month but maybe he's getting a an early jump on it. Participants can either play with just their partner or other attendees providing there's established mutual consent. What a another dangerous event in this day and age, isn't it? How do you even consider doing something like this? Tickets are uh, $200 for a couple, $25 for a single woman. Wait, wait. wait. Unescorted males are banned from the event.
2: <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> Jeffy. Uh, so maybe he's not there after
2: all. You know, he's going to be getting the, <laughs> the first flight back to Dallas when he finds that out. It's like, oh, what are you talking about? I'll give you 200 bucks, Man.
1: Uh, all thirty three ninety three. That says it all right there. Sure 25
2: does. bucks Get in. Unaccompanied males
1: can't come. Sorry, (laughs) we don't want you. Uh, Several years ago, Glenn and and Tanya had a really terrible experience with a realtor, and uh, it took them a long time to sell their house. They lost a lot of money when they finally did, and they didn't want that experience to be yours. So, they decided to create a network of agents all across America and they wanted to make it a better experience. So, they knew they had to rigorously qualify these people, and they did it based on their experience. And what kind of marketing plans they have? What kind of character do these, do these agents have? And what kind of results have they gotten for their clients in the past? Then there's one other key uh, to this equation that I think is really important. That's They're all fans of, the, of, of Glenn's show. And so they, generally speaking, share the same principles and values, and you have that in common. Really good chance you're going to get along with them. So if you're trying to sell your house, Obviously, you want to get the most money. You want to sell it really fast. And then maybe you want to turn around and buy it. We can help you with all of those things. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. We'll introduce you to the best agent in your area. It's realestateagentsitrust.com.
0: Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Welcome. 888 thirty three ninety three. 93 Save this date for the Mercury Museum here in uh, Dallas. Well, it's in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. We're actually in Irving. But it's Friday, June 15th through Sunday, June 17th. We're doing the muse- the Mercury Museum again. And this is something you don't want to miss. We've got so many great things for you to see and enjoy. Uh, have you ever heard about Peter Zinger? He owned a newspaper in the 1730s in New York. Paper published criticisms of the crown. Obviously, we were still uh, under the under the auspices of the British crown. Zenger was taken to court because there was a law that prohibited free speech if it makes the king look bad. But, how, but the court ruled that if what is said is true, then that's an absolute defense against the charge of libel or slander. So basically they ruled that you can say bad things about people if what you're saying is true and we're sharing this with you because we live in an incredible country whose founding fathers wanted to protect certain rights and it's more important than ever that we study and know more about how to defend these rights so join us for a mercury museum this summer where we delve into what makes america great our constitution the bill of rights and the stories and events of how we've interpreted them for good and for bad. Tickets are on sale right now. There'll be guided tours uh, by Glenn, David Barton, and some of the rest of us here, uh, along with self-guided tours throughout the weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, again, the date is June 15th through the 17th here in uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Cool. Cool. Uh triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let's go to Michael in Alabama. Michael, you're on the blaze. Hi.
4: Hi, Pat. Uh, first off, longtime listener, huge fan, first time caller. Thank you. Um, my son is actually a Cub Scout. Okay. And uh, you know, we're in a very, you know, kind of a conservative area here in Alabama. But um uh, my son's troop actually meets at a church. And we say the pledge and we have prayer at every one of our meetings. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that maybe this is going to come down the pipe and keep us from having to, you know, do what we do, or do you think they're going to let us do what we want to do, troop by troop?
1: That's a good question. I mean, That's a it's a really good question. I, I would think the way it's going with the Boy Scouts, eventually they'll probably they'll probably discourage that um, because look at all the things they've accepted in the last few years. And then you kind of project that into the future, and I would think they'll cave in a lot to, uh, to a lot of other pressure as well. And certainly some atheist is going to bring pressure to bear on the Boy Scouts if, uh, if, there's, if there's certain units who are praying before their meetings. Uh, I, don't, I don't think that's going to be well tolerated. Appreciate the call, Michael. It's, and, and it's sad because, yeah, it, it's a great organization. It was a really good organization that taught kids some really cool skills. Now, I didn't think it was cool when I was that age, but many do.
2: Sounds like they might learn some different kind of skills Mm -hmm. in the near future (laughs) on these campouts.
1: They might. They might. Uh, Also, apparently we had a question come up on Twitter last night about um, Alexa skills.
2: Yeah, so somebody tweeted me. Whether the Blaze has Alexa skills? Yeah, so someone tweeted at the Blaze Keith. They said, hey, Keith. Does the Blaze have any Alexa skills? I had no idea what uh, an Alexa skill was. And by the way, if your Alexa is going off right now like crazy, Mm -hmm. not sorry. Uh, You shouldn't have put that in your house to begin with. But anyway, um, so I I Googled that. I didn't know what an Alexa skill was Mm. and found a cool article there.
1: There's Uh, apparently quite a few skills. I wonder if a lot of people who have this uh, unit in their home know that it does these things. For finance, the Capital One skill. With this Amazon product, so I don't set it off. (laughs) Yeah. Allows you to check your credit card balance or make a payment when one is due. It's secure. This skill performs security checks and requires you to uh, sign in using your username and password. Then when you open the skill, you have to provide a four-digit code to confirm your identity. Just be wary of who's around when you're doing it. Anyone who overhears your personal key can access your banking or credit card info oh. just by asking okay. uh, the Amazon unit.
2: That doesn't sound like a Wow, cool skill. that's
1: scary, really. <laughs> if you'd like to check stock prices before heading out in the morning, try opening Bell. This skill allows you to ask for a stock price using a company's natural name instead of the ticker, uh, ticker symbol, such as a Amazon thing, uh, ask Opening Bell for the price of Google. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, TD Ameritrade has something similar. And because cryptocurrency is so popular, you can keep up with your current investments during your flash briefing with cryptocurrency flash briefing skill. Uh, those kind of cool uh, financial things, but also potentially dangerous. Mm-hmm. Productivity. You can use your IFTTT to push. Additions to your Amazon to-do list to Google Calendar, or you can use Quick event, the Quick Events skill. Say something like "Amazon unit, uh, tell Quick Events to add go to the grocery add go to the grocery store tomorrow at six to add an event to your calendar, and then it just does it. That's really cool. If you're marketing um, in marketing, or you're just looking for some ideas that are outside of the box, enable Giant Spoon skill. Well, hey. Uh, Chances are the ideas aren't always going to be applicable to what you're working on, but uh, they've sparked some interesting ideas. Hmm. Now, for smart home and car, out of the box, this uh, Amazon unit has the support for IFTTT, but not Yonami. I guess these are apps that some people are familiar with. I'm personally not. Support for Yonami is enabled through a skill Uh, But designed specifically for the smart home, it generates virtual devices for each scene you create. So the command sounds more natural, such as Amazon unit, turn on sunset. Uh, You can... uh, Harmony skill by Logitech will allow you to control your entertainment system (laughs) using your voice (laughs) through a Harmony hub-based remote. (laughs) You can say things like, turn on the TV, turn on Netflix, or... Turn on the travel channel. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm. No, thanks. Can you can you just, can you ask it to go to Netflix and then go to a certain movie and it will? Uh, somebody yeah?
2: at their house might be having that really? experience right now with your voice uh, talking to it. No? So
1: rather than going through that really clunky search thing, huh. you just tell it what movie you want to see. Wow. And the mov- movie comes up for you? <laughs> That's awesome.
2: By the way, while you've been speaking, I don't know I how you that. pulled this off, Pat Gray, but you uh-huh. just tweeted out a list uh these... Uh, these cool Alexa skills. Yeah, because I'm take a
1: look at it. ambidextrous. Uh, if you're anything like uh, most people, you have no idea which wines pair well with which food. I certainly don't. Fortunately, the MISOM skill will tell you. Just ask. Ask wine gal what goes with a pot roast, and they will. You can do the same thing for what goes with a beer. Um, to double-check what internal temperature is considered safe when cooking different meat... Use meat thermometer. Say, ask meat thermometer. What's the best temperature for steak? You can get recipes. Uh, You can get meal ideas. Uh, You can place your Domino's easy order just by speaking. Open Domino's and place my easy order. And then it does. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Starbucks. Same thing with Pizza Hut. Uh, Then they've got a bunch of fitness skills here. I'll bet you most people that have this Amazon unit have no idea uh, about all of these skills yeah. that it'll do for you. That's the problem with these things. You buy them, you put them in, and then you wind up asking what, what the temperature is outside, and that's about it. <laughs> what's what's <laughs> The temperature is 73 degrees. Uh, when's it going to rain? There is no rain in the seven-day forecast. And that's about what what you get.
2: Yeah. About the coolest thing that my phone does is it's a it's a Roku remote. And I want to thank the Twitter folks for uh, turning me on to that recently as well. That's the only cool thing that my phone can do is be a remote control for Roku. <laughs> Which is kind
1: of cool. Yeah. It no, it's is. not bad. Standing
2: out in the garage, you know. Yeah. and I like that. Yeah.
1: I like that. It, it can also find the Blaze for you and, and play it. Which is why I'm trying not to set off everybody's because you might be using that feature right this minute. <laughs>
0: Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, this is kind of interesting. Uh, Spotify has removed R Kelly from its playlists, so I guess you can't you can't get R Kelly on a on Spotify anymore. Why? Uh, hate speech and whatever. I guess. <laughs> Chicks. Hate, hate women you know girls uh kidnapping okay uh sex slaves so they that upon all that stuff. <laughs> i guess spotify right, spotify cast Sp- the first stone it's gotten so you've gotten so picky with your musicians <laughs> that you can't even keep 10 15 girls in your basement if you want anymore come on
2: and wait a minute! Is that just because he's so high profile? I'm not saying every musical artist is keeping women in their basements.
1: Yeah, are you going to stop all Led Zeppelin music because uh, Jimmy Page did that for six years with a 13 year old? Well, she's maybe 14 at the beginning. Mm. From 14 to I think 20, okay. he uh, now he you're had getting her hitting close to home, Pat. I mean, we could have gone with many other examples. <laughs> uh, but
2: no, seriously, where do you draw? Led that Zeppelin line? fan? Are you? A little bit, yeah.
1: Uh So, well, that's the thing. If you're going to do R. Kelly, don't you don't you have to do Led Zeppelin? That's just right, as you bad. Keep going
2: back to the Zeppelin references, I, I got I, it. You know, I know. Can we talk about Gary Glitter or something like that. <laughs> Gary Glitter, you know,
1: whatever. I don't, I don't mean, know was, any Gary really? Glitter stories. No, other-
2: <laughs> Gary Glitter. Yeah, back. uh yeah, Hold on, hold on.
1: Did he? Did he have sex slaves? No, he, he. All right.
2: Hang on. I don't want to say that. Yeah, he. The he was. Yeah, the pedophile. You don't remember this stuff? No. He's in jail for 16 years.
1: Uh, Oh, is he really? Yeah, let's see. I don't know if he's out. Now that you mention that, yeah, that does sound familiar.
2: Look at that headline right there from BBC Gary Glitter jailed for 16 years. This is back in 2015. Okay. But this was stuff that was going on. Like the allegations were coming out. Like I remember, I remember turn of the century. I remember around 2000 or so, this was happening. But anyhow, Hmm. it's like seriously. We're just going to ban every artist uh, that has what? That has sex slaves? Records? Yeah, I think
1: I think that's a safe. Wait,
2: sex slaves? I'm sorry that my first example <laughs> is Gary Glitter and it happened to work with yours. Yeah, I think. Okay. I just mean like, are we just doing the like way uh-huh. he gets convicted of something or are we just doing sex slaves?
1: I That I don't know. I don't know. And that's another thing. Is the accusation enough to get you off Spotify?
2: And can I not decide this stuff on my own? This goes back to the free market stuff.
1: No, you can't. Okay. No. Uh, because then there's going to be... Boycotts. You know, if Spotify is playing mm-hmm. R. Kelly and somebody's pissed off at you, there's going to be boycotts. Yeah, R.
2: Kelly's not worth, and you're not going to make any money. And he's company. not worth it. No, none <laughs> no. of them are worth it.
1: Yeah. Um, but they define hate content. Hate content is content that express expressly and principally promotes, advocates, or incites hatred or violence against a group or individual based on characteristics including race, religion, gender identity, sex, ethnicity, nationality, sexual orientation, veteran status, or disability. When we're alerted to content that violates our policy, we may remove it or refrain from promoting or manually programming it on our service. So there you go. They have 35 million tracks on their service. 35 million. Wow. That is extensive. But our Kelly, apparently, is no longer one of them. Uh, 888-900-3393. We were talking about uh, some of the skills of, of the uh, Amazon unit whose name we won't mention. But their tr- Amazon is trying to get to the point where your entire home is controlled by this little unit. Scary. It's kind of cool too, and that's the problem, isn't it? Cuz <laughs> it's so convenient. Like if you if you lose your remote, you can you can go to the Amazon thing and it will do these things for you. Find a movie on Netflix, find a movie on Hulu. Uh turn off the lights, turn up the sound, all of that kind of stuff. That's pretty handy. Uh, John in Wisconsin, you're on the blaze. Hi. Good
4: afternoon, Pat and Keith. Hey. Glad to see you back, Pat. Thank you. Hope you're doing well.
1: Yes, I am. Thanks.
4: Um, I I bought my Amazon unit primarily so I could do the smart home things. Uh, I have it hooked up so I can control my thermostat, my outside lights, and my living room lights.
1: Does it control your thermostat without a Nest? system you know that
4: uh, no i i don't have a nest i have oh. a uh, another brand okay and as and i just i had to enable the skill on a, on the uh, amazon unit i have mine muted so i don't activate it all right but i <laughs> um if the wife decides that it's a little chilly in the house she just has to go uh amazon unit increase thermostat to 72 degrees
1: that's cool Oh, uh, um, that's really cool.
4: You know, the summertime, you got a bunch of people coming over, so there you know be a lot of bo- warm bodies in the house. You can just, Amazon unit, decrease thermostat to 64 degrees. You know, and it'll kick the air conditioning in and cool everything off. Wow. Um, my outside lights wow. are set up to go on at sunset and off at sunrise. Yeah. But, you know, you get a storm that comes through, and so it gets pretty dark outside. I just say, Amazon unit, turn on outside lights. Or Amazon unit, turn on living room lights.
1: Does it control your TV, too, all your entertainment stuff?
4: No, I haven't gotten that. The Apparently, the dish hopper unit, Yeah, you can work with the Amazon unit with. I'm still not there yet. The wife hasn't seen the financial justification for that.
1: Okay. <laughs> I've got that same problem in my house, too. Uh, if the wife hasn't seen the financial justification, it just doesn't exist. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a battle I fight all the time as well. That sounds pretty cool, though. Uh, is it is it worth the potential intrusion into your privacy, like Amazon being able to listen to your conversations and all that stuff? Do you worry about any of that?
4: I, I do and I don't because all the other things are listening in and doing what they want to anyway. You're, it's you're true. Yep. They got you coming and going. It's true. So, and if it's really something I don't want them to hear, I unplug it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks a lot, John. And really, that's that's kind of the decision we've made. Is that eh, it's convenient? I love it, so yeah. I'm just going to do it, and uh, I'm not going to worry about it. Man, if the government ever does get intrusive, yeah, maybe I'll worry about it then. And it's too late then.
2: Yeah, I, I, it's too late. Seriously, I, I just told you that uh, the only thing that my phone does, it's cool. Is mm-hmm. it's a Roku remote in the garage for Braves games in the evenings? Mm-hmm. I did forget until that conversation there. I've got my uh, thermostats uh, right there on on my phone. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I do that. And let me tell you where this comes in handy. Having your thermostat on your phone is when you wake up in the middle of the night and you're hot or you're cold, I don't want to get out of bed. Right. I don't want to go out in the hallway and stumble in the darkness. I just reach over
1: and go. That's really good. Go back to sleep. Well, and you could do it from here, right? You could change it yeah. at your house from yeah, here. I can
2: see when you know the kids are, then uh, uh, the wife left the house and uh, didn't adjust wow. the thermostat, and I'm like, oh, come on now.
1: And that's another thing. I remember when the Nest system first became available. Uh, I was I was still in Houston at the time, and they were talking about this new system where uh, you can remotely control this. You can go on the internet and change the temperature and all of those things. But the the fear was that the global warmists are going to get involved here, and mm-hmm. they're yeah. going to decide when it's too cold in your house in the summertime, and they're going to turn off your air conditioning, or it's too hot in the wintertime, and they're going to turn off your heat, and or change it to a to a you know they're going to raise the temperature in your house or lower the temperature in your house, mm-hmm. and they could do that. Yeah they could, they still could do that. I haven't heard of any examples of that necessarily.
2: And that's why in a drawer in the laundry room are the old thermostats that aren't connected to anything in case I ever have to do that and put them back. You just on go back.
1: Way. Yeah, you just go back to it.
2: Yeah. I mean seriously, but but you know, you talk about convenience and saving money and how mm-hmm. this is great. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you why what pushed me over the edge to 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 go with this route with the thermostat on the phone. We went to Atlanta for a week uh, several summers ago and so at night I have to have it cold in the house in order to sleep. And we were leaving and we were pulling out of the driveway or I don't know over the airport. I don't know what it was, but I remember telling Carrie, I was like, so you did turn the air back up to a, you know, a warmer temperature. Oh yeah, I totally did. Yep. 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 Yeah. After a week, we came back to a very ice cold home and I realized we had been, um, air conditioning the entire the house. The empty house.
1: For, for a week. For a week, yeah.
2: That's exactly the moment I went to Home Depot and I got the, uh, the I got the the wireless because I could have controlled that from the uh, the, uh, the airport yeah. and
1: double checked. And convenience and savings mm-hmm. overrides Carrie, everything else. Yeah. It's Carrie's fault. It's Carrie's fault that Big Brothers in women. our house and women, mm-hmm. yeah, women,
2: yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah,
1: women. That's what I'm saying.
2: <laughs> Edit that. I'm saying women. All this whole stuff we're doing right now just kind of <laughs> it's
1: bleep. women. It's women. That's what it is. Okay,
2: but there's not so much delay. They can't. You can't keep saying that. They can't erase the entire show, man. <laughs> okay.
1: uh, uh. It's interesting what we give up for our, uh, f- what freedoms we give up mm-hmm. for our, and it's not just safety either. It's just convenience. Yep. It's, I mean, we are so pathetic <laughs> that we're willing to risk our freedoms for our convenience. Yep. I never thought that would happen. And, and now you look at technology and just how great it is. And you couldn't see a lot of this stuff coming before. I mean, they, I, I don't remember any of this stuff being foretold back I'm in the day. They you. were talking about stupid flying cars and things that didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. All of this stuff makes sense. Right. It makes your life so much better. Yeah. The best stuff is the stuff we never saw coming. And we'll roll over and play dead like a bunch of dumb dogs yeah. uh, for this kind of convenience. Yeah. And we already have. so I mean, Terms and conditions, man. Just check. Yeah. Just check. Oh, please. We don't even, I mean, the first line, you're like, no, nah, I'm not going to read that. Even if it was one line long, I'm not reading that. Yeah, That's, really. I, um, mean, you just, I agree. I mean, and you, you need, move on. You need two lawyers <laughs> in two days to read all
2: this. I don't care. Take my health care. I don't care.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yesterday, I watched
5: uh, Running Man, mm. which, by the way, it was done in what, 1987. A long know, time ago, Do yeah. you know what year Running Man supposedly takes place in? I don't. 2017.
1: Oh my gosh, really? (laughs) Yes. We've already passed the running man year?
5: And I was thinking, boy, did they miss a lot of stuff. Wow. I mean, they sure did. No cell phones. Really bad video monitors.
3: All this
2: stuff—they <laughs> didn't in, have high definition.
5: And it and was really, right? yeah, really. I thought, wow, they they missed a lot of the conveniences that. Well, we Well, look had what today.
1: Star Trek missed. They missed out on iPads and internet access to the world. Actually, iPads—all they had were the schedules in front of them, like the yeah. like the worker schedules for the Star Trek <laughs> Enterprise.
5: Yeah, but that was kind of the precursor to the iPad. It was, and they had the communicator, but it didn't do much, which was the flip phone. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Now I'm still yeah. waiting on the phaser because there's some people I would love to point at. To phase it at. right yes. now? Yeah. Yes.
1: Would it be on stun or Even would just, it be on kill? It would kill. be
5: on stun because okay. then you can do that repeatedly. You can only kill them once. You can stun them over and That's over and over. That's a good thought. And over. That's a good thought. And it's better than a taser because it just knocks them out. Just boom. And the, you wait till they get up. You say, remember that? And they're down again.
1: The very bitter Brad Staggs joins us.
5: I, speaking of bitter, earwax. Huh?
6: You, Is that better? You're welcome. Wait, I've never tasted <laughs> it. How about so. flavor or something?
5: What are we doing Oh, here? come on. Like you didn't know that.
2: I don't recall ever. No.
5: We've covered a lot of ground this week, by the way, when it comes to earwax. We've covered cockroach pieces in your ear. We've covered how you know the ancient uh, Romans and Europeans would tickle their inner ear to... You know, really and, then they could, and I'm not going to say what they did because, well, no, I've already said cockroach. So I've ruined your lunch. So they, they would throw up by tickling their <laughs> inner ear. Uh, but today I thought what we would do is there's a, a good uh, user tip okay. that Diana D sent in. And she said, look, um, I, I admit I was nervous the first time I used the WaxRx system, but it did a great job. It was difficult to hold the cup under my own ear and spray with the other hand. Because, you know, it comes with a little cup. And so, yes, and that is, unless you're doing it as a family, you know, like Jeffy and his whole family get together and do that whole thing where they, you know, see what comes out of each other's ears, which is fine. It's interesting. It's a family affair. Whatever. Interesting Friday night. If you're doing it by yourself, it is hard to hold that cup and hold the spring. I totally get that. No, no, it's not. So Diana came up with an ingenious idea. Okay, what do we got? Do it over the sink. Uh, Okay. Now the trouble with doing it over the sink, though, is when you use just you don't use the cup, you use you just use the spray bottle. Once right. you uh, spritz those but, little ear drops but, in there, it, it goes right down the drain. You can't no. Make ever, sure
2: you put the stopper in the drain, or you're going to miss the opportunity to name it.
5: Right, and take the pictures of it. Well, that's see, that's Heck. another good user tip: is to keep make sure that the plunger is down I mean, in this the is drain. A one chance opportunity right. here. You don't want to because when it. it hits the sink and bobs around in there, because I'm pretty sure earwax floats. Okay. Doesn't um, it?
1: <laughs> there's some like details we can give on the actual.
5: But if you <laughs> if you want to try any of these tips, you'll first need the uh, WaxRx system, and okay. you get that by going to usewaxrx.com, and as a special just for you because you're listening today oh. as a very special gift just to you. How wonderful! Use promo code Radio for free standard shipping.
0: <laughs> this is Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple
1: eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It is uh, pac Ray unleashed, and gas prices getting out of control again. This first time in what mm, three or four years, probably.
2: Yeah, it's been a while. Maybe
1: it's it's been a while. We've had a pretty good run here of affordable gas prices, and it's about to end. Uh, gas prices in Fresno, California, have already surpassed four bucks a gallon this week at some places in town. Uh and gas prices are projected to rise even more into the I mean we're not even to Memorial Day yet. Hmm. And so going into Memorial Day and this in summer and all of this potential uh conflict between Israel and Iran. Now Iran only supplies they supply zero oil to us, but I think they're responsible for about 4% of the worldwide supply. So that's going to throw things into a Tailspin, and and it's just going to increase. Uh, it's going to increase the cost.
2: Stock market didn't mind the Iran thing. I know the stock market was up both days since, uh, since was Trump's announcement. So, mm. in fact, it's up two thirty three right now. Oh, good. So good.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean that's and a good thing. Saudi Arabia has actually said they'll step in if the uh, Iranian oil has hmm. some sort of disruption, and and they'll provide whatever is needed. Cool. But they love to wait until. The prices have jacked up, because that's what their whole economy is based on. Um, a year ago, the national average was 234 for a gallon of gas. It's 281 now. And in California, of course, as we just mentioned, it's already over four bucks a gallon. And that's
2: what you get for living in California.
1: <clears throat> Everything in California, cost of living wise, sucks. Is there anything Californians get a break on? Their taxes are ridiculous. Their home prices are out of. If you're selling, you know it's pretty good and moving to another state. But if you're trying to buy a home in California,
2: well, maybe, good luck. Maybe supply demand the out there. Maybe plastic surgery is cheaper. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> maybe that, that would. But yeah. So we have the story maybe. about the the solar panels
1: being mandatory out oh, that's there right. on houses. All new all new subdivisions, right?
2: They they yeah they passed that yesterday.
1: And, it uh, did pass. And any new wow. home that
2: is built after 2020 wow. has to have
1: uh, the solar panels. So. Who is in bed with the solar panel industry? Solar gets so many subsidies, so much uh, consideration from the government, and it's not adequately there, technologically speaking, yet. I mean, it's still, it still can't work the way you need it to. mm it's not, it's not perfected to the point where you want solar panels and it's going to save you money and they're going to work uh, re- reliably all the time. Glenn tried to do a super um, energy efficient home and wanted to kind of be off the grid. So he used a lot of solar and he used the state of the art stuff at the time. And it's all, it all went haywire. It's gone haywire many, 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 many times. And it's cost him a fortune to try to deal with it. I don't. I don't get it. Mm. It's still oil that powers this country, and I, I they could wake up and realize that um, oil is not our enemy. It is our friend, and it is it powers the economy. So you hate the earth? Is that what you're trying to say?
2: Like yes. You hate the planet. Yes. You want your children to grow yes. up. Plus, I so want
1: to poison water. the water supply, of course. I mean, that goes without saying. Yeah. No Obviously, I want to, the to the do the that. Just- and I want the air to be so dirty mm-hmm. that you have to slice it with a knife to move forward. Oh, I kind of want to see that yeah that's how, that's how dirty I want the air to be. So... Because I think that'd be fun. That was, I mean, think about that. Yeah. That would be, be on YouTube. Right. You'd oh. have to have a machete everywhere you go. And then eventually you you wouldn't be able to see them and you'd be cut in the air and you'd go into somebody's skull. and that would, <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun?
2: That would get the clicks. you got to start thinking of ways to get the clicks. And that's one of them right there. So
1: ridiculous. Slicing the air with a machete. All right. we We're talking about this uh, Amazon technology. Let me tell you about uh, some technology that had been forecast. It, it actually occurred and then a prominent person had uh, predicted its demise, starting with the telephone. Let's take a look at these uh, 10 terrible predictions about technology uh, with this really cool music that goes along with it. It's great. Yeah, it is. Um, so at number 10, the telephone, for instance. In 1876, Western Union's President William Wharton, so a pretty big guy, made a bad call when he said this telephone has too many shortcomings to be seriously considered as a means of communication. <laughs> uh, at number nine, the automobile. Um, in 1903, President of the Michigan Savings Bank said put uh, put the, his cart before the horse when he said the horse is here to stay, but the automobile is only a novelty, a fad. <laughs> Uh, Nuclear energy. This one involves Albert Einstein, too. It's kind of embarrassing for him. In 32, Einstein might not have known what kind of impact he'd make when he noted, there is not the slightest indication nuclear energy will ever be obtainable. Oops. Hmm. Number seven, the television. In 1946, 20th Century Fox co-founder Daryl Zanuck wasn't quite tuned in when he predicted... Television won't be able to hold on to any market it captures after the first six months. Has it been six months yet? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Number six, the photocopier. Uh, The Xerox founders doubled down in 1959, even though IBM told them, yeah, the world potential market for copy machines, 5,000 at the most. Xerox, great company. Five, uh, online shopping. Uh, in 1966, Time Magazine proved it wasn't on the same page when it printed this wonderful prediction. Remote shopping, while entirely feasible, will flop. Oops. <laughs> That's why Time magazine's going out of business. Personal computer. I love this quote, too, because this is ridiculous. 1977, Ken Olson, founder of Digital Equipment Corp., miscalculated when he assumed... There is no reason for any individual to have a, a computer in his home. <laughs> oh, wow. He got that right, didn't he? Uh-huh. As far as the internet is concerned, another bad prediction on that. In 1995, inventor of the ethernet, Robert Metcalf, uh, kind of blew it when he predicted the internet will soon go spectacularly supernova and collapse. Mm. Uh, online video. This is one of the YouTube guys, too. In 2005, YouTube co-founder Stephen Chen channeled his doubts about the company when he admitted, there's just not that many videos I want to watch. <laughs> he, did, he didn't know about cats yeah, at Jeffy the time, would, apparently. Jeffy would disagree. Number one, the iPhone. Uh, and this is from Steve Ballmer, Microsoft CEO. Uh he believed in 2007 there's no chance the iPhone is going to get any significant market share. Wow. I love those predictions. I I love that. Yeah. It shows even really successful people, even really smart people, Albert Einstein, for instance, can be wrong. Yeah. And that's why, you know, when people are so clearly wrong on let's say global warming and make all these predictions and they think that we're insane for not believing them. Well, look how many times scientists have been wrong. Look how many times uh, successful business people have been wrong. Yeah, and I will say Steve
2: Ballmer, um, while he completely missed the mark on the iPhone, still worth $38.1 billion. So he is uh, still doing okay. Doing,
1: doing okay? Doing okay. Really? Does he have a like a... A house or anything? You just, probably a car. Probably. I, mean, I
2: don't want to be crazy with with thirty eight well billion doing. dollars. You
1: probably afford that kind of stuff,
2: man. Mm.
1: <sighs> I think that probably was a lot of jealousy. They had a little thing going between Microsoft and Apple at the time, and I'm sure he didn't want to believe that the iPhone was going to take off. Uh, but look at it now. When you see a movie that's prior, that's like that predates the iPhone, and it's 2007. It looks like ancient technology yep. now. Yep. Anytime you see a flip phone, yeah. a dumb phone, that's a cell phone, that's a mobile phone, you're like, "What year was that? Was that in the 1800s?" <laughs> I mean, it's changed so much. I know. So quickly uh. that you, you it's hard to believe we ever functioned with a flip phone or a BlackBerry.
2: it, it is. I mean, you try to uh, you try to coordinate meeting up with people or have your kids, you know, meet you at a certain spot. I mean, it's so much easier now.
1: Oh, my gosh. Whereas it used to be, oh if you're
2: not here at 830 on the nose, your butt's mine.
1: I'll assume you're dead. I'll assume and you're dead. I'm we'll leaving. send out a, the National Guard. Right,
2: 835, I'm going home and I'm never coming back and I'll never <laughs> see you again. Sorry. But today, I mean, you can text, call. I mean, there's no excuse to not be in touch with your family.
1: Yeah, it's pretty awesome. 888 uh, 900 More Pat Gray Unleashed on the way.
0: Cat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. returns uh-huh. on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: 888-900-3393 and at Pat on Leash, we got some uh, tweets to read here in a second but uh, have you heard about this 104-year-old man? He's uh, doing assisted suicide in Switzerland because it's legal there and he's just decided he's not terminally ill or anything. He's got some problems obviously that come with being old. Uh, his hearing is not as good. His uh, I guess his eyesight is starting to fail but he's got his faculties. But he just, he's done. He's just done with life. And he's going from Australia to Switzerland so that he can do assisted suicide there. He already did. Oh, he did it, did it, was it last night? Is yeah. that
2: uh today, oh, today, he's, he's gone.
1: A right-to-die group says 104-year-old Australian biologist David Goodall did end his life in Switzerland. Um, the director of Exit International, she's what a name, was declared... Uh, said he was declared dead at 1230 today. Yeah, their time. Uh, He traveled to take advantage of the country's assisted suicide laws Um, and there's kind of a split feeling in Switzerland. Some people are like, yeah, well, people should be able to do that. You know, that whole European ah, whatever, let them do that. They they don't have a quality of life anyway. I love how they can't, you can't be a judge of anything, but you can judge their quality of life and whether or not they should (laughs) die. That's great. Um, he cited lack, but some, some people in Switzerland are a little disturbed that it's becoming known as a place where you go to die, which seems like a legitimate concern to me.
2: Probably not something the chamber of commerce wants to publish. Probably not.
1: Uh, anyway, this 104 year old man cited lack of mobility, uh, doctor's restrictions on his diet. I can kind of relate to that. You take away ice cream for me out of my diet completely. You're booking a flight for... Put a bullet in my head. Australia there? Put a bullet in or, my head. Uh, yeah. Wherever he went? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where did he go? <laughs> and an Australian law prohibiting him from taking his own life so among his so. complaints. Uh, but he was not ill. He could have lived who knows how long.
2: Hmm. He should have gone for the record, man.
1: He'd certainly be alive right now. And he did I, this I, on I his 104th birthday. Yeah. Uh, it, it's so sad, the suicide thing. I, I, I don't believe you should be able to do this. You actually do. Don't I you? do.
2: Yeah. I don't think you should do it. Let me make that clear.
1: You just think you should be able to. You, you should be to. allowed to.
2: I mean, what? And plus, what are they? But religiously, up? do you believe that?
1: Because it's, it's. No, I think that's
2: what it comes down to. Yeah. What is your religious view? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you. I mean, we answer to somebody. Whether you answer to God or yourself, you should still have the autonomy to make that decision. Yeah. Um, and that's what I think. Uh, well, making
1: it against the law is kind of weird. Right. They, what are they going to do? are they going to do? Oh Kill my him gosh. again?
2: Dig him up, put him in jail, mm-hmm. six years, and then we'll rebury you.
1: Yeah, I it's, mean, a, it's a strange situation.
2: Government needs to back off in certain areas, and that would definitely be one of them, my opinions.
1: Speaking of suicide, I read such a sad article about Robin Williams the other day. Uh, are you aware what his last few months were like no last year or so I think he was was he 67 I think 67 or 68 when he died and it was in 2015 uh, he had a degenerative brain disease they did an autopsy on him afterwards and so he had an Alzheimer's like situation going on it wasn't Alzheimer's but it was something like that and he was just losing the essence of who he was and he couldn't take it anymore mm. Um he did that he did a uh movie in 2014 shortly before he really got really really bad and I I forget what the movie was um but he went to the makeup artist crying she said almost on a daily basis cuz he couldn't remember his lines he was having a really difficult time going over his lines couldn't remember them couldn't memorize the script and so he befriended this makeup artist and would go and confide in her and she said Robin go back out on the road and reinvigorate yourself do you know do some stand-up comedy get funny again and then you know it'll get that creative spark going and he really broke down then and said I I, I don't know how to be funny anymore God. he just he physically couldn't do it anymore he was only 63 by the way oh he's 63 holy He cow. just
2: turned 63
1: so yeah, he so he is. I guess he had all kinds of symptoms, and his, he and his wife would go to doctors. They couldn't diagnose it. They didn't know what was wrong with him. She started to think maybe he's a hypochondriac. I don't know. He wasn't. He actually had this degenerative brain disease that really messed up his life at the end, and then he wound up taking his own life. Um, so, it's a, suicide is a hard thing. A oh, there's hard, a hard
2: thing. There is an article making the rounds on social media. And it is, it's heartbreaking. It is absolutely heartbreaking. If, if you are listening to my voice right now and are even remotely considering suicide or there's someone that you love is considering it, and I'm going to have to find this and repost it because a mother posted a picture of her daughter smiling, just enjoying life. Her first night of ballet class, she said, this is my daughter, a picture of innocence. She was so happy, just enjoying life. The next day after this photo was taken, her father killed himself. Oof. And it
1: changed her world forever. Jeez. And
2: you read that, you you will be affected.
1: Definitely. Don't Tri- do it. 888-933-93 and uh, at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. From Nick in t- Detroit, he writes, Am I missing something? How is revoking credentials of these journalists that we've been talking about today? The equivalent of licensing. Maybe we didn't make that clear. It's two separate issues. But the revoking of credentials could lead to the people are afraid, especially Matt Drudge, that it's going to lead to the licensing of journalists so that you can control what's fake news and what's not. The the theory being that if you're so worried about fake news that you're going to pull people's credentials for disseminating fake news, then you're obviously going to then try to determine who's qualified and who isn't to be a journalist.
2: And it's just not American to be threatening journalists and access if you don't. Right. I mean, come on. Right.
1: Uh, from Steve, he says, I, I agree we shouldn't be licensing journalists, but why does a POTUS or any politician have to give the press access to him or her? No, they don't. Actually, you could stop doing that White House press conference every day. Yeah. And and Trump has actually threatened to do it.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: And maybe that's what you do. Maybe you'll get a little bit better consideration from the press if you just cut them off for about six months. Yeah. Uh, They will bitch and moan about it every single day and whine and they'll be weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. Tough.
2: (laughs) And I would be the first person to to say, yeah, keep the press out. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, give them a taste of this. Yeah. Nothing
1: says you have to give them a press conference every day. Not one thing says you have to do that. Uh, From House of Love. uh, Pat, Keith, kids upstairs. Alexa. Alexa. Listening in the kitchen. Then tell the kids, "This is God." Stop running through her. Uh, stop running through her house. I guess so. Telling them God sees everything is real. So basically, use. What am I missing there? That's maybe a poorly constructed sentence, perhaps. Probably,
2: probably a tweet by Chris Cruz. <laughs> uh, so, love you, Chris. No, uh, I think. I think. Yeah, use it to your advantage. You know, as, as like an yes. intercom to the kids upstairs.
1: <laughs> and this from stroke, struggling Lumby, like any mother. I still love that. that. That might be, well, it's either Al Roker, I pooped my pants. Just about to say. Or it's the high-speed internet woman from the Lumbee tribe. Struggling Lumbee, though, says uh, Pat can bring his guitar and songwriting abilities to his next traffic hearing. Uh, she's referring to a couple of things uh, there. We have this guy. We haven't played it yet. Uh, but there's a guy who went to a Portland traffic congestion meeting with the city council. Can we play that? Let's, let's play that. Here's, here's what he did at the city council. It's amazing to me how patient they are with him. Watch this.
7: Good morning. I'm Paul Rippey. I live in St. John's, and I wrote you a song. <laughs> Induced demand. In the 60s, we built the interstate. In the 70s and 80s, they were working great. In the 90s and aughts, we said, well, let's add another lane. And now, by God... They want to do it again But it should be clear The system is broken And adding more lanes is just a futile token Because the thing we need to understand Is induced demand
1: Induced demand
7: Oh, we all like to drive around town But you can't help noticing How much it's slowed down And adding more lanes is never done Because if we build them They will come And the thing we need To understand his induced demand. Listen carefully what he advocates We're still alive. (coughs) He tore down Harbor Drive. And now Dennis Buchanan has gone away. He blocked the Mount Hood Expressway. But don't let us ever forget that these brave people took a lot of (laughs) People of (laughs) courage, people of goodwill. Well, I know we've got that kind of leader still, but the thing they need to understand is induced demand. I lost oh, my place. I know we'll need don't buses and max. That's just the hard, cold facts. But eh. the way to get the highways off our backs is with a comprehensive congestion tax. And the thing we need to understand is. Induced the band. In the 60s, we built the interstate. <laughs> Let's stop the madness now before it's too late. And the thing we need to understand is induced the man yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: everybody. <laughs> uh, wow, was that bad? Uh, but that'll stick in your head all day long. And we'll have you to think. And you're welcome. You're welcome. Induced demand. You know what? That that's uh, the more you build, the more congestion there will be because people will just inevitably go there. Then I, I'm not convinced that's entirely true. I mean, Houston builds freeways at a rate of about nine per day, mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and yeah, they still have some traffic problems. But I will say when they when they widened I-10 from. Whatever it was, I think twelve lanes to twenty-two. No, I
2: think yeah, at, at some points so there were twenty-two.
1: Yeah, yep. and in fact, I think at one point it's twenty-four lanes, twelve in each direction. <laughs> How do you get
2: over? You're like, hey, I need to get. Oh boy, uh, you I'm don't get over when I get to like New Mexico, I guess.
1: But for a while, it definitely helped. You hmm. didn't have the absolute stop. It was still somewhat slow going uh, a certain direction at a certain time of day. Um, but is are taxes congestion taxes the answer? No, and that's what he—that's what he sang about.
2: Hey, that old hippie! Every every answer is taxes. It taxes. Come on, man.
1: No way. No thank you. Stop it. No thank you. But what a novel approach to go to a, a city council meeting at a fairly large—I mean, Portland's a decent-sized town—and he goes there with this with his acoustic guitar and sings induced demand songs to them. Yeah, it's in my they head were right now. Pretty again. I don't care for it. You're welcome. Mm-mm. Uh. <laughs> amazing so tomorrow speaking of uh speaking of bringing a guitar we're going to i'm going to bring my guitar in uh keith keith is uh, ready on the tambourine because he's got some serious tambourine yeah. skills yeah i do hey mr tambourine man you want me play, a, play song? a song for me okay. okay i'm not sleepy and there's uh, I, I don't know something i, I can't can remember can i play right. the
2: tambourine in conjunction with your guitar i I mean is that is that going to be okay or do you maybe just kind of you step might back? Mess me up. Your solo? I, I got to
1: really I got to really concentrate when I play. Okay. Uh, but we're going to do uh, the Blaze has talent tomorrow because we've gotten so many people that have called and attempted and in some cases successfully impressions um, and so you can call with your impressions, you can call in and uh, share your talent whatever it is, on the guitar, the piano, singing whatever, but you can perform it over the phone and it uh, should be a fun and different kind of show uh, tomorrow. Right here on The Blaze. 888-900-3393. Let me tell you about something I really love, and I wish I would have found this years ago. Maybe I wouldn't have had uh, kidney problems. Uh, Maybe my innards would be healthier had I found this sooner. Because I get no vegetables in my diet. For the first 55 years of my life, I've gotten no vegetables. And in the last six months, finally, I'm getting organic fruits and vegetables in my diet with Brickhouse Nutrition. Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. I, I, I just uh, finally gave in and said, all right, yeah, I'll try it. And I did. And after a couple of weeks, I thought, you know what? This is making a difference. I've got more energy. I just feel better, better during the day. Every scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables. Prebiotic, probiotic, it boosts your immune system, and it has antioxidant power. I, I don't know what antioxidant power is, but I know it's good because everybody, everybody uh, wants it. And this is not extracted from something. It's an actual real food. Just take one scoop, put it in eight ounces of water. Tastes great in that. Put it in a shake, a smoothie, whatever you like to drink in the day. It's that easy. Tastes great. And you're done. Brickhouse Nutrition uh, Field of Greens. Go to BrickhousePat.com. Try Field of Greens today. We'll give you 10% off a month's supply when you use the promo code PAT BrickHousePat.com
0: Pat Gray only on the Blaze Radio Network
1: Ray is here. And the thing that is the dancer is the deuce demand. demand for traffic, congestion, mm-hmm. freeways aren't the answer because they just get bigger and more people will come. That yeah, was really good. I mean, I it think he really might have been on,
2: on, the, on the art <laughs> team, the creative team that came up with Elizabeth Warren songs back in the day.
1: Oh my gosh. Oh. Oh, at least it's better than the Elizabeth Warren song. I will Slightly. give the guy that. It's better than the Elizabeth Warren song. Uh, we have some tweets yes. about this guy. They people really enjoyed him. Yeah, didn't they they hash, really loved him.
2: Hashtag put that in your pipe. You could tweet at Unleash. Nick in Detroit says they should play that traffic song at Gitmo twenty four seven. Oh man. I concur.
1: Cruel and inhumane.
2: Michael Starry says, Um, if I ever hear that induced a man song again, I'm headed
1: to Switzerland.
2: <laughs> if you'll recall an earlier story that you, uh,
1: is a reference to suicide. suicide. Oh, no. Uh,
2: let's see. Oh, Nicole says that the anti-lane guy just stole my talent for tomorrow's Pat show. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
1: Sorry about that one.
6: Yeah. <clears throat>
1: All right. Uh, 888-900-3393. Um, we still have a- an awful lot of stuff to get to. I th- This Hawaiian situation... That these poor people Brutal. on the Big Island are going through—it's I've never seen anything like it. If it's not one thing, it's another, and usually it's several things at the same time. First of all, you got the eruption and lava flow. Okay, it's not bad enough that the volcano erupts. Uh, sometimes the lava doesn't come out; you just get ash, mm-hmm. and that's what happened with Mount St. Helens. There was never lava right. flow; it just it dumped a bunch of ash all over like a thousand miles of of territory. Mm. Well, this spewed lava. Immediately, then you had the earthquakes, and one of them was almost seven on the Richter scale. It was a six nine, the first one, right? Wow, yeah, uh, really big one. Then you had the fissures, the cracks in the earth just open up, and lava would spew out of that. I mean, not to is... mention the toxic steam. So you got lava, lava, earthquakes, quakes, uh, fissures, fissures, mm-hmm. uh, toxic steam, yeah. Then you had from the ash that went up. Now you've got acid rain.
2: Yeah, it's mixing with the rain. It's like battery acid falling on you now.
1: And there was one other thing, wasn't there? Uh,
2: now, now, now we've got boulders getting spewed. Oh,
1: that's up. right. The next thing they're worried about. I don't think it's happened yet. Yeah, but they're, they're, they're talking about two-ton boulders. I mean, being blown out of the volcano onto people's homes, or you know, at least I think they said blown up to a a mile or two miles. Uh, A good Uh, way. It's destroyed. In the weeks. Okay. In the weeks ahead, the volcano could eject blocks of up to two yards in diameter, a little less than a mile. (laughs) Come on. It can shoot other rocks, smaller rocks, several miles away.
2: Oh, come on.
1: That is unbelievable. I'm leaving.
2: I'm just, you know what? Pele or whatever the fire god, goddess person is. Take the house.
1: Pe- Pele was the Pele. Uh, soccer player from Brazil. No, no there's a Pele. 70s. Uh, okay. So that's. Good. I don't think he's at fault here.
6: Okay. You know what? I think it's a <laughs>
2: Brazilians goddess. are going to be pissed no, for you blaming this on Pele.
1: Yeah, okay. He, Pele. he was nowhere to be found in that whole region. Oh, yeah? He wasn't on any of the Hawaiian islands. You're right. It's a girl.
2: Happened. See that? Look at that. Huh? What's mm-hmm. that headline say from USA Today?
1: Peel. No. It doesn't. P-E-L-E. Peel. <laughs> Patrick. <laughs> Pele, who is uh, oh, Hawaii's Hawaii. volcanic fire goddess, right? So wow, I I I was uh, right.
2: I was at Hawaii once uh, touring the uh, the little lava rock area and stuff, and they say that if you on the Big Island, or I don't know where it was, All I right. can't remember, but they said if you take a volcanic rock, mm-hmm. Pele Pele will follow you home and give mm-hmm. you bad bad luck for the rest of your life or something like that.
1: No, that's kind of creepy.
2: So you're like, you know what? Just gonna just gonna leave, this leave the right rock here. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. leave it right there. And just keep it.
1: And that's the other thing that's amazing. We didn't even mention the lava flow turns into lava rock when it cools. So you've got these lava rocks, sometimes 20 feet high across roadways in neighborhoods. Uh, There was a group of uh, residents trying to get to their home because they knew because of a drone camera that they knew that their homes were in peril, but they didn't see the result. So a bunch of neighbors got together, and they were going to go check out their homes to see if they survived. And there was a 20-foot-tall lava rock that was in front of them that they couldn't get around and couldn't get past. They said all they could do was stop, sit there, and cry and wonder if their homes were safe or not. It's just a really, really horrific situation, really terrible for them. And it, you know, it's it, it's it's a paradise if you've ever been to Hawaii. You know, it's a paradise, and in this case, that's turned to hell. You imagine how hot that is all over the island with that lava and the, uh, wow! I just I can't. And, even. and it's just so creepy too. Yeah, it is.
2: I mean, it's not like a storm that you just ride out and then you know then survey the damage and you're done. Yeah, this is just a constant like nonstop. Flow taking that, over a neighborhood
1: that they said could last for months or years. So at this point, I think I'm I'm going somewhere else. I'm all right. I've had my Hawaiian experience. Yes, see ya, aloha <laughs> to Hawaii. I'm going oh, somewhere and else. These
2: are islands. I mean, you can't like you're trapped.
1: Yeah, I mean, granted, it's not other it's than boats and planes.
2: Big Island, but still, y- yes, it's okay. Bad things.
1: Really, really sad. Uh, my heart aches for me. Say a prayer for him. Thoughts and prayers don't... Oh, my. Did you just... Did I just say... That's kind of hateful, oh, actually, wow. that you would
2: even offer up something
1: so meaningless to people. Oh, wow. I apologize.
2: Okay. <laughs> I mean, Pele's pissed now. <laughs> did you pray to Pele, the fire goddess?
1: No. Uh, I. But I did watch Pele, the soccer star, a few not times when I was a kid. Not the same individual, Pat. No, it's not the same guy. In fact, that Pele is a is a goddess, right? It's not right. even a, not even a guy. Well,
2: and maybe, maybe this is the soccer player identifying as a woman. I mean, it's times yeah, have changed. Maybe,
1: maybe. Um, now California isn't experiencing what Hawaii is, but they are experiencing continued bad government as they have been for the last <laughs> 60 years. Now
2: that's a plague that goes on and on there.
1: Uh, there's a, a rule change going into effect and it's not just California. This happens to be for all of us. Um, There's a rule change going into effect at USPS, which will impact virtually anybody building a new house anywhere. You're not going to have a mailbox anymore. No more personal mailboxes. Wait, what? In new subdivisions, there's just one communal area. Aw. And you can get it there, but you can't have one uh, at your house. They're not going to do that anymore. Are you kidding me? As the Postal Service continues to get further and further in debt and trying to keep their head above water, I think... They can't go to individual homes anymore and do this now. So that's why they're stopping that. And they're just you go to one community spot, get your mail. Uh, Not convenient. Dislike. Not good. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Yeah, we got the last hour coming up.
0: Pat Gray only. On the Blaze Radio Network, Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: And thank you for being here as well. You believe we're almost through the week again already? Jeez, the time goes by so fast. It's an old person thing to say. I realize that, but... Mm -hmm. I think it... I think it's the perception of almost everybody though now. Not just old people. Because my kids sense that too. Hmm. And when I was a kid, I didn't. Summer seemed like it lasted a year. To me... In my youth, a day was like a week, a week was like a month, a month a year, and a year like a decade. Hmm. Now, it's the opposite. I mean, a week feels like a day now. Summer goes by so fast. It's like and I'm glad because now I live in Texas where the sun is 3 miles above our our heads and uh it's just it's already what in the 90s here in May. Although we have to admit we had a pretty, pretty cool spring. It was it was really nice. But then uh, uh, summer arrived and it's just relentless then. It's just so hot all the time. But uh I think time is sped up. I I it just feels different now than it once did. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You were this Monica Lewinsky story? She was invited to this uh philanthropic summit hosted by town and country magazine they invited her to come and speak and and glad hand with people and take pictures and all that then they called our uh, uh back up later on and said "Ooh, um monica we're gonna have to disinvite you um, we don't want you here because we invited bill clinton and he said yes
2: <laughs> come on
1: that sucks Lewinsky tweeted out yesterday, the same day as the event, Dear world, please don't invite me to an event, especially one about social change. And then after I've accepted, uninvite me because Bill Clinton then decided to attend. It's 2018. Emily Post would definitely not approve. She added, P.S. And definitely, please don't try to ameliorate the situation by insulting me with an offer of an article in your magazine. (laughs) So, Town & Country Magazine admitted that they did this. Yeah, we invited her, and then Bill Clinton said yes, and so we uninvited her. That is uncool. And where's the Me Too people on this? Hmm. Isn't she essentially a victim of Bill Clinton because she was 21 and he was 51, 52, whatever he was at the time? Uh, I think so. Also, yesterday, we brought up again the... um, 45 communist goals that were entered into the congressional record. And I, I get so much feedback from people who said, can you do that again? Can you tell me what those were again? Can you, can you tweet those out? Did we tweet that yesterday? We, we didn't do that yesterday, again.
2: but we'll do it right now, no. yeah.
1: Because every time I see these, and every time we talk about it on the air, people are, I think, as blown away as I am to see how many of these goals uh, have already been attained. And when you go over the big ones, I mean, there's some that, Aren't necessarily applicable anymore, like East and West Germany being separate and then coming back together, because now they've they've come back together. But the goal of communism in 1963 was to see to it that they'd, they'd be separated and the Soviets would be in control. Um but so much of this has already been done. I, I think this is really worth delving into and looking at and realizing. What has happened to the United States of America?
2: Yeah, and if you want to follow along, uh, you are tweeting that out right now. The 45 Communist Goals I for know America I am. I
1: mean, the- you don't have to tell me that. No. I, of course, if I'm tweeting it, obviously I know I'm tweeting it. <laughs> <laughs> right? How do you <laughs> do, do that stupid? all the time?
2: It's unbelievable.
1: I tell you, I'm a multitasker. Mm-hmm. I can just do so many things at the same time.
2: At Pat Unleashed on Twitter.
1: Yeah. Uh, U.S. acceptance of coexistence is the only alternative to atomic war. U.S. willingness to capitulate in preference to engaging in atomic war. Seems like we don't, we don't necessarily have that with uh, Donald Trump at the helm. <laughs> uh, develop the illusion that total disarmament by the United States would be a demonstration of moral strength. Permit free trade between all nations, regardless of communist affiliation and regardless of whether or not items could be used for war. Uh, Extend long-term loans to Russia and Soviet satellites. I don't think that's as applicable anymore. Uh, Provide American aid to all nations, regardless of communist domination. That that happened a long time ago. Recognition of China. Oh, please. Uh, Admission of China to the UN. Already done. Um... Promote the UN, I think we mentioned this yesterday, as the only hope for mankind. Resist any attempt to outlaw the Communist Party. Again, that wouldn't happen here. Do away with all loyalty oaths. There's been many efforts on the part of, especially atheists, to eliminate, for instance, the Pledge of Allegiance. And not to say these things in schools. Uh, Get control of the schools is the number 17 goal. I love this one because this has been so thoroughly accomplished. Mm-hmm. We just accept it as a fact of life now. Ah, uh, Yeah, they're teaching propaganda in school. There's nothing I can do about that. Get control of the schools. Use them as transmission belts for socialism and current communist propaganda. Huh. Soften the curriculum. <laughs> Get control of teachers' associations. What? Put the party line in textbooks. Tell me all of that. It hasn't been done. See if you can. Tell me. You can't. Gain control of all student newspapers. I'd say that's pretty well done. Uh, Gain control of key positions in radio, TV, motion pictures. Continue discrediting American culture by degrading all forms of artistic expression. Since we had that really terrible uh, painting from Picasso yesterday that sold for $115 million, it was of a naked teenage girl holding a bouquet of flowers. And it was so bad. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, there's all that, um, uh, it's not expressionism, it's uh, uh, abstract. Mm -hmm. All the abstract paintings where they just splash stuff on a canvas, and that's beautiful. That's art. Thank you for the $1 million uh, to buy this piece of art. 1.4. Control art critics, directors of museums, promote ugliness, repulsiveness, meaningless art.
2: Mm. Paintings of Jeffy. (laughs)
1: eliminate all laws governing obscenity by calling it censorship and a violation of free speech of free press. There's a lot of people that would disagree with that, but that's certainly been done. Break down cultural standards of morality by promoting pornography and obscenity in books, magazines, motion pictures, radio, and TV. Gee, have they done that? <laughs> uh, uh, present homosexuality, degeneracy, and promiscuity as normal, natural, and healthy. Well, what else is it? You can't possibly say that isn't normal, natural, and healthy. It, that one is so complete that you dare not even disagree with it. You dare not say anything but Well, of course it's normal, natural, and healthy. Of course it is. You know what's unhealthy is heterosexual uh, behavior.
2: Well, can you even say that word? Uh, I shouldn't have. I probably, should,
1: I probably shouldn't have.
2: I can't even bring myself to say it.
1: Uh, the number 27 goal, infiltrate the churches and replace revealed religion with social religion. Discredit the Bible. Emphasize the need for intellectual maturity, which doesn't need a religious crutch. Hmm. Discredit the Constitution because it's inadequate, old-fashioned, out of step. Discredit the Founding Fathers. Present them as selfish aristocrats who had no concern for the common man. Slave owners. Holy cow, is that... I mean, they didn't even... This doesn't even go as far as we've gone Mm -hmm. on that one. Good point. Belittle all forms of American culture and discourage the teaching of American history. They have absolutely done that in schools. On the ground that it was only a minor part of the big picture. Support any socialist movement to give centralized control over any part of the culture, education, social agencies, welfare programs, mental health institutes, etc. Eliminate the House Committee on Un-American Activities. Yeah, that happened quite a a while ago. Discredit and eventually dismantle the FBI. Hmm. Has... (laughs) there been any movement to discredit the FBI?
6: I
2: haven't. I don't even know. Like It seems mm. kind of abstract. Is that our word? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what you're talking mm-hmm. about.
1: Infiltrate and gain control of more unions. Yeah. Infiltrate and gain control of big business. Transfer some of the powers of arrest from the police to social agencies. Well, I don't know, like uh, CPS? Wait,
2: What number are you on right now? What was the union one?
1: The union one was 36. Read that again. Infiltrate and gain control of more unions.
2: I'm sorry, gain control of... More, More uh, as in they're already admitting we have control already of several.
1: Absolutely, they did.
2: <laughs> in the 60s.
1: Um, dominate the psychiatric profession and use mental health laws as a means of gaining coercive control over those who oppose communist goals. You oppose equality for all, you must be crazy. You need a psychiatric evaluation. You need to be re-educated. Mm. Um... I love this one. Number 40. Discredit the family as an institution. Encourage promiscuity and easy divorce. I just saw an article uh, earlier in the week about a click, clicky divorce. So not a quickie divorce. Oh, no. Like you go to Las Vegas and you, you're able to get the divorce really fast. This is just click on it and get your divorce. Wow. That's how easy it is. And has the family been discredited as an institution or what? Plus, there's there's almost no definition of family anymore. A family can be anything. We had that really funny uh, parody of a family. Do you remember that? It's uh, A family can be two moms or two dads. A family can be one person. A family can be virtually anything. I forget who did that, uh, but it was it was very funny and, and very insightful. Emphasize the need to raise children away from the negative influence of parents, attribute prejudices, mental blocks, and retarding of children to suppressive influence of parents.
2: I mean that that's a Woodrow Wilson goal right there from the nineteen teens.
1: Make the child as different from his father as possible. Uh, Create the impression that violence and insurrection are legitimate aspects of the American tradition that students and special interest groups should rise up and use force to solve economic, political, or social problems. (laughs) Overthrow all colonial governments before (laughs) native populations are ready for self-government. Well, then you have chaos and panic. Mm -hmm. I love this one, too, because in 1963... You could not have imagined this would happen. Internationalize the Panama Canal. Goal number 44. They achieved that. When did China take over the control? Was that like...
2: Well, they don't... No, I think the Panama got control of that, right? China got control the same year, 1999. I think that's when China got Taiwan. Or or, or, or control over... uh, I don't know, not complete control, but basically the British handed it over. Uh, so that I don't know all the complicated part of that, but anyway, the Panama Canal I think is just internationalized. Are you telling me that? Oh yeah, China-
1: it, yes. Uh, President Jimmy Carter and Omar Torrios of Panama signed treaties that transferred control uh, to yeah to Panama. Yeah, it's, it's something else I'm thinking of with uh, China.
2: Yeah, well, I think that because the same year was that uh, that transfer of sovereignty over Hong Kong. I Hong think Kong. I said I think I said Taiwan. Yeah. Anyhow, Jeez. so that was where Britain basically said we're no longer in charge and now china is of course hovering over every minute of every day
1: it is something when you look this over and you uh see these i mean you you would probably just think oh a lot of this stuff just happened i mean you know one thing led to another and all these things just kind of no it was this was a master plan that was was an agenda by a superpower to bring about all of this internal change to the United States of America. Why? Because they knew they couldn't beat us from without. They knew we'd never be defeated by an external force coming in and trying to take us over. The only way to do it is from within. And in that department, they've succeeded like you couldn't have imagined in 1963.
2: Yeah, communist goals, I think it's more along the lines of
1: Communist achievements mm-hmm, in go. the United States mm-hmm. of America. Triple Eight Nine hundred thirty three ninety-three. Uh, diet and exercise. We don't want to hear it, but really that's the key to losing weight and being healthy. But there's another, there's another little helpful element that you gotta know about. It's called riduzone. And riduzone is a safe and natural FDA acknowledged dietary supplement to help you lose weight and then keep the weight off. It was launched by a local company who took the good stuff in olive oil and created a patented product containing OEA. OEA has been shown to boost metabolism and reduce your appetite. So with proper nutrition and some exercise, Riduzone helps you lose weight. And then the really tough part, keeping it off. As Sarah has done in our office, you see her on uh, the news and why it matters. She's the host. And she lost 100 pounds 10 or 12 years ago. And says she still struggles with cravings. I mean, that's the really hard thing. You just want to eat food all day. But she takes Reduzone, and that helps keep that at bay. She's not thinking about it all the time. Go to Riduzone.com, enter the promo code PAT, and we'll give you thirty percent off a three-month supply. R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E dot It's Riduzone.com.
0: Pat Gray Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network. returns on the blaze radio network
1: hi triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three just kind of an interesting aside apparently donald trump jr Hmm. is uh dating kimberly guilfoyle wait what a little gossip for you a minute get from fox news you know she's on on the show the five it, She's the one in the legs chair every day. The
2: legs chair. Wait, I thought Don Jr.'s wife was the, the one. The
1: legs chair. What?
2: Are they still married, though?
1: Yeah, well, they're getting a divorce.
2: She got the powder in the mail, right? Or some sort of envelope? Yeah. Is it the right one?
1: Uh, was it them? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think so. But according to multiple sources, mm. uh, Donald Trump Jr. is dating Kimberly Guilfoyle from Fox News. She was being rumored to maybe be the next press secretary, which didn't happen, but... Mm.
2: I wonder if she had an in.
1: I would say... Sounds like it. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Uh, We found this great list of policy rollbacks, major rollbacks of Barack Obama policies that uh, President Trump has accomplished so far. Now, we try to pay credit where credit is due, but we also... You know, try to mention the things where we think maybe there could be some improvement. Um, And this is one of those areas where he has done some pretty great things. He rolled back. He got us out of the Iran deal. He rolled back fuel emission standards. Stopped net neutrality. (laughs) Got rid of Obamacare's individual mandate, which basically guts Obamacare. Uh, The Paris Agreement pulled us out of it. Transgender troop ban. Keystone Pipeline Mm. approval. The Clean Water Act. Uh, And the Trans-Pacific Partnership. The TPP. Are you down with TPP? Yeah, you know me. me. Mm -hmm. Actually, we're not down with TPP and neither was Donald Trump. (laughs) It's just a few of the great things he's done. Uh, 888 900 and speaking of politicians, we found this—we uh, found this guy who is running for governor in Kansas, right? What's his name?
2: Uh, Patrick Cochera.
1: Okay, Patrick Kucera, <laughs> uh launched this new ad for his candidacy, and this is really pretty creative and and pretty good. Here's here's a look. There's a new day ahead for Kansas, a new era of growth. Forged by a new conservative leader, Patrick Kuchera.
8: This is your typical campaign ad. An ad where I talk to these seniors because, well, seniors vote. <laughs> where I walk with my sleeves rolled up with this guy just to show I'm down to earth. Where I laugh as I play a board game with my family. Read a book to these little kids. And overused political buzzwords like, sustainability, community, and future. Now that's your typical campaign ad. But I am not your typical candidate. I'm a lot like you. I've never held office. I've never even run for office. You know, today, I believe political experience is the worst kind of experience. And that's why I so strongly support term limits to get rid of career politicians in both parties. You know, politicians have made politics a production, and I've never known when a production can actually solve problems that we face today. When did a production in politics ever alleviate the pain that Kansas families are facing today?
1: Wow, is that the entire ad?
2: No, no, it's it's quite lengthy. Uh, okay, yeah. So he-
1: that's that's part one. We've got part two as well, but that is really good.
2: Yeah, right. I mean, very creative. Well done.
1: Uh, really, yeah, looks great. Sounds so great. Funny. He's good in it.
2: So uh, self-deprecating of politics in general.
1: I mean, I don't know what his policies are, but so far, what he said. If I'm a Kansan, I'm voting for this guy.
2: Yeah. What has he said uh, so far? So, so uh, term limits. Term limits. Is that all we've gotten to so far? All about term. Oh,
8: limits. Oh, you're
1: about to fall in love. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's see the rest of this.
8: Okay. I'm pro-life. I'm just like you, and <laughs> yes. I'm an outdoorsman. I love to hunt. I love to fish. As a matter of fact, I love to work hard because I have to. I've got six kids. Hey, man, how you doing? Good Good to see you. You know, (laughs) Mari and I married 27 years. Uh, We have six children, and I needed a revival of revenue myself. I remember when my children just needed $3, $13, and then as they grew, they needed $300 in junior high, and... Soon, 3000 for computers and cars in high school, and now they're in college, and it's like $30,000. Lord, help me. You know, Kansas needs a revival of revenue, and Kansas families need a revival of revenue.
2: Wow. And then he goes on to talk about uh,
1: education. I mean, you would love this guy. I So far, so mm-hmm. good. I, I really like him. Yeah. I'd be voting for him. How's he doing in the polls? Do we know? I
2: don't know. Uh,
1: let's see here. And is there, a, is there a primary coming up? or is I
2: know it's in August in Kansas. Oh,
1: so it must be a primary coming up because yeah. they wouldn't vote. In, yeah. So he's got some Republican challengers, and then they'll take on the uh, Democrat and the general in, in November. Wow. That, that ad is so good. Mm-hmm. That's almost convinced me. We yeah. should maybe talk to him on the air.
2: Okay. Let me try to get him on. Yeah. I know that I, I I just did a little Google search there. Somebody just dropped out of the uh, out of the race. Wow, the Kansas House Minority Leader has dropped. Uh, oh, uh, I'm sorry, he's Democrat. Never mind. Oh, never mind. So I don't know. Uh, but yeah, we'll try to get him on. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, we should try to find a poll too to see how mm-hmm. well he's doing. Because so far, so good. I mean, term limits term limits, pro life. Um, uh, that's great.
2: Wow, here's an article
1: <clears throat> from October. There were
2: 18 people at the time of this that were running for Kansas governor. Wow. Record field. Wow. So, yeah, it sounds like a battle.
1: Why would you want to be the governor of Kansas or any other state? Why would you be, want to be a politician at all? Unless you really, there, I guess there's only two reasons, right? Hmm. You want power. Okay. Or you really want to make a difference and you believe you can. And, and you always hope it's the latter, not the former. But it's always the former, not the latter.
2: Like like Matt Bevan, Greg Abbott, I think those are examples of great governors that really mm. just want to do good for their states. I think love. so, too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but those are few and far between. Yeah. Usually you just got a bunch of stiffs who, again, just love power and, and are, are seeking the ability to uh, make more money the rest of their lives through that power. With their ill-gotten booty. Uh, but he... I mean, that was a great ad. Yeah. Really nicely done. Uh, I'd love to talk to him about the rest of his policies. Where are you on immigration? Where are you on health care? All of those kinds of things. The border. 888 uh, 900 As far as um, other politics, national politics, CBS just did a new poll. Keep in mind, this is a CBS poll. And they asked Americans across the country... About the investigation into the president and his associates and the Russian collusion nonsense. And 53% of Americans believe that this investigation by Mueller is politically motivated. 53 to 48%. Wow. So. That bodes pretty well for the president, and maybe this finally coming to an end sometime soon. We'll keep our fingers crossed. 888 900 more Packray ray Unleashed coming up.
0: The Blaze Radio Network.
1: Pat Gray Unleashed. Hmm. Welcome, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Here's the very definition of slippery slopes we talk about all the time. Uh-oh. First, it was marijuana, legalized in several states. Is it are we up to nine now or is it more than that? That's a
2: good question. I'll look that up.
1: In Oregon and in Colorado, where marijuana is legal for recreational use, activists are now pushing a more psychedelic psychedelic frontier, and that's magic mushrooms. Mm. That's great. We got the okay, we got the marijuana thing done. <laughs> Let's slide down that slope a little bit further and get mushrooms too.
2: We're up to eight states for recreational use. okay? And if you include the medical uh, marijuana use as well, 11 12, 30 40
1: 27. Wow. Hmm. That's a battle that uh, we're losing. I mean if you' if you believe it should be <laughs> illegal, actually you don't, right? You don't believe drugs should be illegal. No any? Like heroin, know. if I want to go to the, I could go to the store and buy heroin if I wanted.
2: I don't know. Get back to me on that one. Remember when we <laughs> had that big discussion on Glenn's show years ago, and yeah. you guys all yeah, had yeah. like a scale. I don't know. Um, I would again, uh, it, if a gun to my head, I would lean on the side of freedom always wins. So let people decide on their own. We're autonomous.
1: Okay. <laughs> let the chips fall where they may. Right. You just <laughs> so you're libertarian enough that if it was legal, yeah. Then you just, everybody's responsible for their own lives. Yeah. And we're not going to intervene in any way in their life if they choose to go down that path and wreck everything and wind up homeless or dead. You just. Gun to my head. Step over their bodies. Gun to gun my head
2: to make that decision. Uh Huh? Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. Wow. Groups in uh, both Oregon and Colorado are sponsoring ballot measures that would eliminate criminal penalties for possession of mushrooms, (laughs) whose active ingredient is uh, psilocybin, and it can cause hallucinations, euphoria, and changes in perception. These people point to research, though, (laughs) showing that it might be helpful for people suffering from depression or anxiety. Wow. I heard that about this, and they're also saying that now about uh, ecstasy, I think. Yes, the, the party drug that you take and it lowers your inhibitions, it can also bring you out of depression.
2: I think there's a study that justifies anything.
1: Yeah, there there's yes. Is
2: is the I mean that's very true. Problem, really.
1: But um, wow, there's I mean this it, this movement is gaining some traction and some momentum. It's and it's not just pot and you knew it wouldn't be. They're never going to be happy until all drugs are legal.
2: And do you draw the line at <clears throat> something that is naturally organic? I mean, that's probably where you start at. Like least. mushrooms? Yeah, and then you just work your way to Mm-hmm. To the to the stuff made uh, in a basement. With well,
1: poppy seeds are natural and organic. Clareton D. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, everything yeah. that's uh, uh, opioid-based is organic, pretty much.
2: And there you have it. There you have it. It's kind of like the way my son just told me yesterday, as a matter of fact. Isn't everything... Technically organic, Dad, since everything's made from stuff found on Earth. I'm like, shut up. Go to your room. (laughs) (laughs) Because we were talking about chemicals, plastic, stuff like that. Right.
1: You Found all the elements here. so (laughs) Uh, That's a good thought from him, though. Yeah. That's not bad. Mm -hmm. Mm 888-933-93. Also, a uh, smart Alec, Cornell University student was just asked by her female teacher, right, to... um, not dress scantily when she delivered her thesis.
2: Yeah, she was wearing, like, cut-off jeans or something, <clears throat> shorts.
1: Yeah. yeah. And the professor just suggested that, you know, maybe you maybe you don't want to wear... Class it up a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's your thesis. You, an Ivy you, League school. You want to do it right. We're, we're at Cornell. <laughs> um, so she took that advice uh, under consideration, and here's what she decided to do to deliver her thesis. Take a look.
9: We've made excuses for unacceptable behavior. But I am done saying this is water because this is not a matter of you having a bad day.
1: Why is she crying? I I don't know.
9: Now, I ask us to come together today. Weird. not so that we can succumb to the level of resentment of vengeance and of hatred uh-huh
1: mm-hmm. here we go okay
9: rather i ask us to come together come together with and in compassion
1: all right okay because this
9: topic transcends all of our social identities oh boy. it does it taps right into the heart of who we are right.
1: snowflake alert right to the heart of here who we, we are here <sighs> we she was because just-
9: i'm more than asian
1: oh, oh no. there's whoa, her shoes shoes, shoes are i'm going
9: more up. than a woman
1: oh, i heard a zipper she's more than a woman
2: whoa
1: like the i'm old more song. than
2: leticia chai Wait, oh my nobody's saying anything <laughs> That's so
9: i'm a weird. human being
1: okay. she's a human being uh-huh. okay all right i see
9: and i ask you and i'm to in, in my underwear now faith to take this next step or rather, this next strip <laughs> <laughs> in our movement. Yes, and to join me in revealing to each other
1: my support, wrong. and to yeah.
9: seeing each other okay. for who we truly are.
1: She's revealing members
9: in, of the human race.
1: Uh, members of the human race, and in our, in our underwear. She so she she was dressed like that in her underwear for thirty minutes. Oh, I mean, of summertime her thesis presentation.
2: The summer, Pat. Right, a little hot in the summer.
1: So instead of just respecting what the professor asked no, her to do, be... she had to be an idiot and strip down to her underwear.
2: This generation will not be talked to. That you will, they will not listen to anything you say. They won't take any constructive criticism.
1: Well, she had to stand up, Keith, against out. oppressive beliefs and discrimination. This, <sighs> so. Uh, she was getting up to present her draft of her thesis when the professor just said, is is that really what you would wear? <laughs> and she says, I was wearing a long sleeve, blue button down shirt and denim cutoffs. Uh, she, the professor, a white woman. Mm. Why is that important? Why would you even bring that up? <laughs> Let me see this real okay, quick. So she's Asian. I'll give it right back. And she mentions, mentions that the professor is a white woman. New York Daily News did that for you. She continued, <laughs> your shorts are too short. This white woman yeah. dared tell uh, uh, an Asian woman that her shorts were too short.
2: I mean, the nerve, right? How
1: dare you say that? Know
2: your place in society, white woman.
1: Now, if you're other than a white woman, maybe you could say that yeah. to this Asian woman. But you're not. You're white. You're white. So shut up. Shut your mouth. So the prof- professor then asked her, "What would your mom think?" And, and Megar, the student, responded, "My mom is a feminist, gender sexuality studies professor. She has dedicated her life to empowerment of people in all gender identities. So I think my mother would be fine with my shorts."
2: Wait, what's the old rule? Don't ask a question you don't know the answer to. So when the professor yeah. said, what would your mother think? You might want to know the mom that you're talking about is a feminist studies professor.
1: <laughs> so if she's a feminist gender equality person, mm-hmm. she would approve of you stripping down your bra and panties sure. in class. that sure. That's a good feminist thing to do? Sure. I see. Okay. Don't
2: try to make sense of stuff, man.
1: All righty. Nothing makes sense anymore. Nope. Nothing makes sense.
2: I mean, I think I think at this point, talk about being Overton windowed in your brain. I think we're just lucky she didn't take every article of clothing off. Seriously. Yes. Yes. I mean, as I'm watching that, if I hadn't known the story that she was going to stop there, I'd be like, okay, this is going to continue. Do we have the delay on? Hello. <laughs>
1: yeah, it looked a little scary there. Uh-huh. Like she was planning to go uh, a little bit further, mm-hmm. but fortunately she didn't.
2: I would love to hurt her thesis, though. I want to read that thing. I'm sure it's just excellent. thirty minutes mm-hmm. in her underwear. What was the topic? We what know? a
1: brave and bold thing to do. <laughs> That's just, I mean, she should be lauded for that. She should graduate with honors uh after that. She will. And way to speak truth to power, huh? I mean, that that is exceptional. What a fantastic woman. Hear her roar. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You know, the other day we mentioned that unofficially, April was the best month in the history of the nation economically. We had the largest surplus of all time, and they thought, okay, this could change a little bit when the official numbers come out. But we're estimating that we're going to be way in the uh, in the black here. Well, uh, the official number is out now and the government re- revenue did in fact rise by 12% or 55 billion in april from the same period last year so april surplus wound up to be 214.3 billion largest on record that is fantastic i would have never guessed that was possible in this day and age i didn't know and this beat the record in 2001 i didn't i th- i thought the last time we had a budget surplus was probably 1802
2: <laughs> there was one year. The last time we didn't have a deficit was 18, I don't know, 35-ish. I just read this. Oh, there really? One the, the last time we On were in the yearly. black as a nation, just oh, wow. zeroed out. Everything was in the black was 1835. <laughs> I know, man. This has sucked for a long time. Jeez. <laughs> we have never learned how to stop spending in this country.
1: In order to make a point, I just may strip down to my underwear. And.
2: Uh-huh. Well, first of all, timeout, timeout. Time out. Can you <laughs> time do it? out? Yeah, next break so that I'll have a chance to escape the room. Okay. That's number one. Number right. two, I'm reading this original story from the, uh, the Cornell student newspaper. Uh huh. You know how she encouraged people in the class to, uh, to strip down uh, during her little thesis? Mm hmm. 28 of the 44 people in attendance slowly started to remove their clothes during her thesis. No
1: way. So the class participated in it?
2: 28 of the 44, according to this Cornell Daily Sun article. <laughs> this is... Oh, man. Done.
1: More than half of the class stripped down to their underwear. Good
2: night, America. It's been fun.
1: Now you can strip. I'm going to leave. we got to roll up the sidewalks and and uh, close up shop here. United States of America. Good night, everybody. 888 900 93 Well, spring is here. Um, and you know what that means? It means pollen in the air. It means warmer temperatures. It means allergy aggravating substances, and a lot of it ends up in your house. In fact, the air inside your house can be up to a hundred times more polluted than the air outside, and that's where FilterBy.com comes in. Because if you replace your filters with the uh, great filters that FilterBy.com produces, you're just going to breathe better. They carry over six hundred different sizes. And if you've got something sort of unusual that you haven't been able to find, they will custom make one just for you. Then they ship it free right to your house within 24 hours. It's fast, it's convenient, and it's really easy. Filter Buy offers a multitude of MERV options all the way up to hospital grade. So you know that you're going to remove all that pollen, all the mold, all the dust that's aggravating your allergies and just making you sick. Plus, if you set up auto delivery, you'll save 5%, and then you don't have to worry about uh, when did I change my filters last? Because they show up at your door, and then you know it's time to change them again. So save time, save money, and breathe better with filterby.com. That's filterbuy.com. Filterby.com.
0: Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Ray returns. You know what just, you know what just hit me is that <laughs> because I didn't see the movie, so, uh, but I know the story of Gina Haspel. Gina Haspel, who is nominated uh, Trump's nominee for CIA director. Am I the only one who didn't know that? Yes, I'm the only one who didn't know. It's true. That's a fact. That she is the person. Zero Dark Thirty. The movie was based on.
2: Absolutely. Isn't that great?
1: uh, What's uh, Chastain? Is it Brandy Chastain? Jessica Chastain, right? So Jessica Chastain played her Mm -hmm. in Zero Dark 30. Not a lot of resemblance there between the two. Um, (laughs) However, but still, how cool is that? I mean, she's the Zero Dark 30 woman. Right? And
2: that person in real life Mm -hmm. is up for CIA director, which of course is probably going to be blocked based on. This irrational,
1: uh, This uh, I cannot. The Are you talking about the torture thing? Are you saying that's irrational?
2: I'm talking about the Democrats and the way they like to coddle terrorists in a post-9-11 world as opposed to looking oh, up for the so, best interests so of So you want
1: to break the Constitution and do cruel and unusual things to these people? People Is that, that, that aren't saying? American citizens? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, do it. Wow.
2: Don't forget, wow. in my world... All drugs are legal too, uh, so it's fine. Then
1: we're not going to be any better than they are, Keith. I don't care. Yeah, you don't care. My goal isn't to be yeah. better
2: than them; it's to survive you don't them. Don't care.
1: That's right. Okay. That's amazing. And I, you know, it'll be interesting to see if she comes out of this uh, as the CIA director. I, I doubt it too because they're so ridiculous, and their questioning is insulting. It's, it's stupid and insulting. And by the way, she said. She would not condone torture if she were in charge. We would not go back to that. And again, you have to identify what is torture. Mm -hmm. Is torture making somebody really uncomfortable thinking they're going to drown when they're not and doing no permanent damage to them with this waterboarding stuff? We waterboarded Stu. Mm -hmm. You might remember a few years ago. Do you remember that? (laughs) (laughs) Because we wanted to prove it's it's not that big. a deal. No, there's no permanent harm. In fact. We watered, boarded him not with water, but with Ensure, chocolatey tasting Ensure.
2: Oh, that's right.
1: Yeah, we put him on a slab, put the uh, towel over his face, mm-hmm. and then we poured the Ensure right into his mouth area. And he was spitting and gagging, mm-hmm. and he told us everything he possibly could. Mm-hmm. It worked like a charm.
2: What was the What was the uh, most memorable line that he had?
1: It's too chocolatey. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But when you went home that night, Pat, were you able to sleep? Because of what you, the the role that no, you I,
1: had participated. With? I tossed and turned for I bet fifteen twenty seconds. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's, it had that's to really.
2: Be. That's not that
1: long. Could have been up to twenty five. I don't know, but I doubt it. I mean, I don't want to get carried away and exaggerate how upset I was. But it was, yeah, it was a good fifteen twenty seconds. That much, huh? Hmm. Hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Can you live with yourself today? I mean, that was fifteen years ago.
1: I'm fine now. I've almost completely forgot about the whole incident. Okay. But uh, if Gina Haspel survives her confirmation hearing, becomes the first female director of the CIA, it would mark a massive milestone for the agency. And why why wouldn't Democrats love that? You've got, you're breaking ground here. I thought you were all about Mm -hmm. doing that. The first woman this, the first black that. I thought this was exactly what you loved and wanted.
2: Is Nikki Haley not the first female ambassador of the United States or of the United Nations from the United States? Uh, no,
1: Jean nope. Kirkpatrick. Kirkpatrick. Oh, my bad. And, and there might have been another one too, but I, I, I no. Um, but Haspel joined the CIA in 1985, worked undercover for almost 33 years, and now she's under fire because she oversaw a secret CIA detention center in Thailand where two Al Qaeda suspects were waterboarded. In two thousand two. And that's, you know, the big problem they have with her. (gasps) How dare you pour water over them? Oh my. Well um, we've done this to our Navy SEALs. We've done this to a lot of the US military to show them what it's like and to see if they can, you know, handle it. In fact, it's been so bad that she even considered withdrawing her nomination, but she hasn't. When the CIA was founded after World War II, a group of women, many of them former operatives, started working in Langley. Some, including uh, including legendary World War II spy Virginia Hall, were highly accomplished and brave operatives, but didn't earn the same salaries or promotions as their male co- counterparts. Um, to its credit, the CIA, from its earliest days, has acknowledged the gender inequalities, and they've attempted to fix it. And that's what they're doing here. In the early 50s, Alan Dulles ordered an internal review led by a group of CIA women famously called the Petticoat Panel. You wouldn't want to call it that today because you'd be uh, probably beaten with clubs and put in prison for it. (laughs) But they examined the pay and rank disparities between male and female employees According to the CIA website, the report found that the median grade for women was GS-5 and for men, GS-9. Not a single woman worked in the senior executive service, which they were concerned about, and they fixed. But still, they've never had a CIA director who is a woman, and this would be the first. But who's fighting it? Democrats. Mm Mm-hmm. isn't it interesting that we don't do the same thing to them that they do to the right all the time? Well, you're sexist. mm. You're racist. You're homophobic. Uh, You want to take us back to the dark ages. Why aren't we doing that to them? Why aren't we saying to these Democrats, why aren't you voting for her? What, are you a sexist? What, do you want to go back to the 1940s? What, you you liked it when the CIA uh, kept women as secretaries and the men all made a bunch of money? Huh. Okay. All right, Mr. Troglodyte, go ahead. Vote <laughs> against this woman for CIA director.
2: Hmm. We we started the show with Lickspittle and finished with Troglodyte. <laughs> That's pretty that's a good full circle we just made there.
1: Uh and lickspittle uh, just to remind you it was used by George Will in an article.
2: Uh, yeah, that was some good stuff there. I mean
1: I have never have heard to the keep term ever dictionary.com
2: close by and read an op-ed it's obviously making its point.
1: Yeah, if ever you read George Will, you know you better have a dictionary close by <laughs> or at least Google something <laughs> something to help you understand the the words he knows that no one else has ever heard of. AAA <laughs> 93393. Uh also something that we were going to talk about and hadn't gotten to until now. Uh Israel has carried out some widespread raids against uh Iranian targets in Syria and of course Syria or Iran has uh launched I think it was 20 rockets toward uh Israel, many of them shot down by the Iron Dome system. Mm-hmm. Uh but The increased tension in the Middle East is uh, its cause for some concern. Uh, There have been immediate calls for restraint from Russia, France, and Germany. The escalation of last hours shows us that it's really about war and peace, according to German Chancellor Angela Merkel. Uh, And everybody in these situations seems to side with whoever is opposing Israel. Which is why it's been so great that Donald Trump, our, our president, has firmly sided on, on, on Israel's uh, behalf. And he said, look, they've got a right to defend themselves. That was his statement today when everybody else is yelling about the escalation of this, uh, of this fighting and what that's going to lead to.
2: So let me get this straight. Iran mm-hmm. just started launching missiles into Israel, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, sounds like a, a country uh, that we should maybe be making a deal with, huh? <laughs> Iran, yeah, let's make a deal. Come
1: on. And that's the same country, by the way, that in their parliament day before yesterday was burning the American flag and chanting death to America. So catchy, too. Yeah, very catchy.
2: <laughs> very,
1: very appropriate thing to do in parliament. It's. Uh, <laughs> a sign of a really accomplished an advanced society advanced country 888 thirty three ninety three. hang on to that tomorrow call us it's going to be talent day blaze got talent <laughs> all day tomorrow on pat gray unleashed
0: pat gray unleashed on the blaze radio network